Yo! Happy New Year! You feel me? Yes, sir. From out here in uh, <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah. Um, we hope that you all uh, made it in uh, to the year safe as possible, um, healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of things going on out there. Hey, listen, rest in peace, Betty White. Thank you for being the friend. You know Man, what I mean? Travel down the road and back again. You dig. Your heart is true. You're a pal in the confidant, you know? Hey, hey well, you know, well, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Cam, if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, mm. you would see the biggest gift would be for me. Mm. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Hey, and that's how we started off. You dig what I'm saying? That's that's real <laughs> shit right there. If y'all know nobody doing about that, that you were born in the wrong era. Your ain't nobody ain't starting shit. off their pile like that. Ain't nobody starting off their pile like that. Fuck you. You know what I'm about. saying? At all. You know what I'm saying? But hey, listen, man. Look, if you don't know what that was about, hey, listen, man, I'm sorry. I had to break the news to you, but your grandma probably wasn't shit. As you can see, ours was not. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you that. Kicked off 2022. That's my bad. But look, I'm ready to give y'all a lot of uncomfortable truth today. You dig what I'm saying? It's time to talk for real. No more of that my truth shit. It's the truth in 2022. And we're going to get it started by talking about wrestling like nobody else in the world. So, man, without further ado, it's time for the first Black Champ podcast. And I'm Cam from the Port. And I'm JR Bang. Make sure you rate, like, subscribe, download, wherever you get your favorite podcast at. Shouts mm-hmm. out to Barber's Chair Digital, the fifth year anniversary of Barber's Chair Digital. Or we're in year five, so... Yeah, fifth year anniversary. We're in year five. So, shouts out to everybody on the team there. Make sure you go ahead and get that merch. You see, yeah, Cap yeah. got on the first Black Champ merch. Ooh. Follow us on Instagram at FBC.POD. Follow us on Twitter at FBC underscore POD. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. were under a rock, you missed a lot of shit this weekend. The ancestors are upset. <laughs> and rightfully so. It's the best way of putting it. You had day one last night. Mm. We had um, a lot of bullshit with AEW happened the mm-hmm. day before that. So we're going to go ahead and get into the AE. Well, not the AEW shit, but the day one shit. Yeah, yeah. Get that out the way. Yeah, man. It's going to be. Because that was that was quick. Yeah, that we're going to put all the shit together. But day one happened last night. <sighs> Let's go ahead and get into the 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 results yeah man of you know one of the reasons why the ancestors are upset cuz biggie you lost said it the first title. i yeah. said it and I, you said it first like 3 years ago hey <laughs> look man i just look. want to be clear hashtag bang be known is a real thing look man and, look Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm, I just, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do your thing, but I want to tell people the truth. And the truth is, Bang said this like three years ago, maybe even four, about how a certain <laughs> white main attraction beat all the black people all the time. <laughs> like he yeah. said, yeah. Real quick. RK Bro versus RK Bros versus Street Profits. Yeah. Um with Migos in the corner of Randy Orton. Yeah. Um and 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 Riddle. And I can say with speaking with Randy Orton, no, he likes the Migos. So it's oh, yeah. not, you know, 
Migos Orton was a real thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but but Street Profits lose to RK, bro. But you know they all share the ring with the Migos. It looked good on TV. Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss in a surprisingly decent match. I, like I wasn't mad at the match. I want to yeah. see it again, but I wasn't mad at it. But Drew McIntyre defeated Mad Cat Moss. But Mad Cat Moss and Baron or Happy Corbin beat the shit out of him <laughs> afterwards. And apparently, there's <laughs> a real injury going on with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, the Edge versus the Miz. Um, Edge defeated the Miz. Um, but um, his wife showed up, so we see how that goes. The New yeah. Day and the Usos and another dope-ass match between the two, the, the 115th um, wrestling match <laughs> in the last three years <laughs> between them. But right. the Usos took home the belt. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. I'm going to mm-hmm. shout out Liv Morgan here. Okay. I ain't necessarily like how Becky Lynch looked in mm. the match. Mm, but don't say. I love how Liv Morgan looked in the match and in a losing effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And the match that stole the show, the match that caused all the controversy, mm-hmm. the match that had the ancestors pissed. <laughs> Roman Reigns caught COVID, ladies and gentlemen. So prayers up yeah. for Roman Reigns. Yeah, yes, indeed, indeed. Right. Prayers for our tribal chief. Yes, but... Brock Lesnar needed something to do. He flew mm-hmm. out there, and he flew out there for a reason. So, yeah. <laughs> they put him in a match. So, it became a fatal five-way, and it was Big E versus Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Brock, Brock Lesnar literally said, hey, man, hey, look, I could have been hunting. I could have <laughs> been fucking. Yeah. I could have been spending time with my kids. Yeah. We, you got to do something. I was supposed to win the title tonight. <laughs> and I'm going to win a title tonight. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I don't give a fuck what's going on on that other show. Isn't it, in, isn't it in the toilet anyway? Isn't it? Oh, well, shit. You probably need me over there anyway, right? So make the fucking match. And that's what they did. And like I told y'all years ago, check the archives. Mm-hmm. But we're going to bring that shit back up. Mm-hmm. When I sent Camp from the port to text... And he said, oh, I seen that. We both knew what the fuck was up. Brock Lesnar don't lose to black people. Nope. I ain't never seen it. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't never seen it. You ain't never seen it. If you saw it, send me the tape. Send me the results. You knew as soon as Brock Lesnar got into the match what was going to happen because it's not one but two black people in that match. (laughs) So it was a 50-50 chance. Mm-hmm. That Brock Lesnar was going to win. But when you add the fact that Kobe Lopez is mixed <laughs> and so, Kevin Owens is Canadian, mm-hmm. it was really a 100% chance <laughs> that Brock Lesnar was going to win. And you add mm-hmm. the fact that he going to have to pin the champion because Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar's like, yo, I'm not pinning the Hispanic and white guy, and I'm not pinning the Canadian guy. I went, I'm pinning one of the black guys. It made it a 200% chance that he was going to take home the title. And being that one of the black guys was the WWE world champion, mm-hmm. it became a 500% chance, 500% <laughs> chance that Brock Lesnar was going to win. Why? Because Brock Lesnar don't lose the black people. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a known fact. 
that 99% of the time that Brock Lesnar goes up against a black guy, he going to win. And that 1% of that is just depending on how he feel in that day. He might just be like, you know what? I don't even feel like it today. But you know what? Nine times out of ten, he is not going to lose to a black guy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar is your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Ken from the port, your thoughts. Man, listen. One, my first thought is everything you said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and two, the, the significance of Lesnar pinning Big E to me kind of makes me feel like we were getting two title changes yeah. that night. And um so so I think we were both still right on that. Um but you know I'm glad the pin didn't happen on Bobby Lashley. That's what I am glad about. I'm glad that the match ended for him the way it did. Where yep. it ended up him looking like, see, these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I would have kicked out that shit. And, <laughs> and more importantly, the camera was on two people last night. Mm-hmm. Them two. Now, yep. before you go, let me just say this. Save this shit for Wrestle fucking Mania. Do yeah. not give me this Royal Rumble shit. Let Big E fight Brock Lesnar for the title and try Twice. to get his shit back. And I am changing my pick for the Royal Rumble just for this reason. Damn, okay. Bobby Lashley winning that shit. Fuck it. Mm. I don't want Bobby. If Bobby Lashley is in the motherfucking Royal Rumble, he winning that shit because we finally going to get what Bobby Lashley said that he wanted to get when he came back. We getting Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. The only mm. thing that I hope is that the black man wins against that man in the biggest stage of them all. Ken for the port. Keep going. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, look, I, I'm, I'm so with you on that. See, I like it. I like it because I think we all had questions about uh, Big E's reign. And even though it's good for us and it's good for this platform that we call First Black Champ Podcast for Bobby Lashley, Big E at the Royal Rumble, it makes sense. Like, we would love to see that because we still haven't seen that at the Royal Rumble. So I'm totally, I totally get that aspect of it, right? But... I love the fact that nobody, even in the loss, nobody looked better than Bobby Lashley last night. And I'm saying that and Brock won, but we knew that. Yep. Like we knew that. Nobody looked better than Bobby Lashley. And I think it was last week's show where you were like, yo, I'm concerned because how the fuck Bobby's supposed to lose in a match like this and he looking like this. You know what I mean? Man. <laughs> right. And, 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 and I like the fact that he basically took Brock out. And and he set the tone for taking Brock out. Uh, Rollins and Owens followed suit. Big E jumped in on the party as well, but then they took both of them out. I, I think the significance of taking Big E and Brock Lesnar out for a portion of the match, it was very telling to me. And for the match to end with, like, the only other man on... No, the match literally ended with one man on his feet, and that man was Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with so with that said, yeah, that that ain't a rumble move right there. That, that ain't a rumble move. That's right not. Now, that's... Yeah, right Ooh. now, what it should be, Big E, Brock Lesnar, Royal Rumble. I'm here for that. And then I, I mean, all things considered, no way the WWE Championship is not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of got to be. Yeah. 
So, um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure Brock Lesnar just don't have to show up in March. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, <laughs> oh, wait. Look, yeah, he don't have to show up in February or March. One of the months he don't have to show up for anyway. Man, he ain't really got to, look, he ain't got to show up. Yeah, he like, Just fast track. Look, 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 I get it. <laughs> Like, well, that, that's, what that, that's what you guys do in the winter, fast lane. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Now, I get it, and I'm gonna get to the Big E part now, mm -hmm. because I think it was two people that looked good last night. Mm -hmm. I think Bobby Lashley was number one, far and away, looked the best out of that match out of everybody in there. But yeah. number two was Big E. I thought Big E looked amazing in that match. I'm not mad that that Brock Lesnar pinned him because. Brock Lesnar got to pin the champ. Brock Lesnar's not winning this championship by pinning Kevin Owens or, yeah. or Seth Rollins. And yeah. he can't pin Big Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley loses all momentum. And I told y'all last week what Camp from the Port told you. And also, he got to be in a high-quality match. Mm -hmm. Like, he needs to be in an Undertaker-type match if he's not fighting for the belt. Yeah. He got to go up against somebody. And I don't know who that somebody is. On that roster, that could be in a high-quality grudge match main event with Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. With that being said, it's got to be Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar now at WrestleMania. Yeah. It makes no sense unless you are planning on combining the championships and having one champion. That's how big this is to me. Mm -hmm. This match, the only way that this match does not happen is if the WWE says we want one champion because we can cut everybody so the roster's small so we ain't got to do a brand split no more. Man. That's mm -hmm. literally the only reason to me why Bobby Lashley versus Big E don't matter. I mean, don't happen. That mm -hmm. being said, I think Big E looked amazing last night. It was a couple of spots that I was like, oh, shit, it's yeah. lit. I never thought he was going to come out of day one, the champion. My pick was Seth Rollins. I think your pick to yeah. uh, camp was Seth Rollins. Now, it was a tweet that was <clears> sent <throat> out by the WWE on Fox with a graphic that had Big E winning the Fatal Five, fifth, the Fatal Four Way. Mm. But with that being said, we don't know what ha what was going to happen. We don't know what the plans are. But we also know, you could go look a couple of years ago with the Kofi Kingston shit, the card is subject to change. Yeah. So... With that being said, if this is how the card changes and gives us Bobby Lashley versus um, um, Brock Lesnar, mm -hmm. and it puts and and it gives big well Bobby Lashley an even bigger chance to show his dominance on the card by winning the Royal Rumble to get the shot, mm. I am cool with that. Mm -hmm. I am cool with that. I what I'm not cool at, however. Is everybody being upset the way they, they the way they are upset mm -hmm. that Big E lost the belt, ladies and gentlemen? He held that belt for a hundred days as the Money in the Bank winner. He had victories over Bobby Lashley twice, I believe, mm -hmm. once in the cage. <clears throat> Kevin Owens, yeah, he had some losses, but the majority of them losses was in the tag team form mm -hmm. or in the match with Bobby Lashley to put him in the match in the first place. Right. So the matches that he lost wasn't damaging. Even the Roman Reigns loss, loss wasn't damaging because Roman right. Reigns is the head of the table, literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. 
And that's what it's going to be. I think that when you look at first-time champions, to me, this is high on the list of how they look. Like, his first time as champ was better than Sheamus's. Yeah. Shit, you can go back to Bret. As far as Bret Hart, like, Bret Hart beat Flair on a house show and then loses it to Yokozuna, and mm-hmm. then he got to wait for a year to get the belt back. Yeah. But I always look at Bret Hart's first <clears throat> championship is the test run mm-hmm. because, shit, if you go back to 1992 when he won it, nobody gave a fuck about Bret Hart being the champ, really. Yeah. They gave a fuck about the Ultimate Maniacs versus Ric Flair <laughs> now. Yeah. They were the high on the card. Go look at SummerSlam. Go look at SummerSlam when they were the main event and they was like the WWE championship is over there. Yeah. But you built him up. Now, I will get mad at the WWE if they halt that man's momentum. Mm. But Big E, I think, did a great job on and off the camera in supporting, being the supporting champion. Because mm. let's be real, there's the Universal Championship which to me is the real WWE championship. I said this on the pod as well. I think the WWE championship is more like the the second tier championship. Mm -hmm. I think Big E and how he reigned puts himself in a position to not be the Miz and have to wait a certain amount of years to be the champion. Yeah, I think he's put in a good position to become a multi-time world champion. And the way that I'm looking on, the, what I'm seeing on Twitter is motherfuckers is acting like he was the Minnesota Timberwolves and he was the fifth seed or what? No, they was the number one seed when mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett, that one year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They treating them like that shit. Troy Hyde, what up? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's the number one seed, but they ain't that no more. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I think Big E is going to be a multi-time world champion. I think he proved his worth. But right now, we got to get that work. We got to yeah. get what the fans was anticipating. The fans have been anticipating Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. ever since Bobby Lashley came back. Simply because Bobby Lashley was like, I want that shit. Right. So if we get that shit at WrestleMania. Yeah, man. I mean, and you know what? Man. On Big E, I, I, I didn't even realize he held it 400 days, but I felt it was like a, a, a decent amount of time. Yeah. And, um, yo, we, you, you can't be mad at the way Big E lost to Brock Lesnar versus the way Kofi lost to Brock Lesnar. Like, you got, like, put everything in its proper perspective. At least Big E didn't get hold. <laughs> And then we had to later find out, hey, yo, you know what? We weren't even supposed to give Kofi the belt anyway. You know, like, yeah. at, least, at least he was in the match. He got pinned for his belt. Now he has real vengeance to get after it. Uh, because, you know what? Another storyline that gets super played out to me personally is the, well, I never lost my belt, so I'm going to come and get it back, and I'm going to come after you. Like, I, I, don't, I, I hate that storyline by, like, everybody. And Especially since it, Finn Balor never got the shit back, he lost. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're still using that storyline. Like in 2021, they still use that storyline. He's the first Universal Champion. He never lost it. And then it's like, all right, but y'all moving to NXT. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I, I look at all of it, and I say, man, Biggie is in a great position again. 
We need to change the Wale music. It's no disrespect to Wale. That just ain't the music of champions. I'm just going to keep saying that. And um, I think, hey, man, Brock, Big E, Royal Rumble makes sense to me. I would like to see it. Um, that I think that will also help out his cachet. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, before he got the money in the bank, uh, people were looking for Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, all to be in that top champion main event spot ahead of Big E because he was getting his ass whipped by Apollo Crews on SmackDown. So. Yeah, but I think he's going to be a, a multi-time world champion when it's done. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Got, we got Hood in the building, man. We, we needed this man in the building today. We needed that nigga Tanae up in the building, Jonathan Hood, ESPN 1000, Captain J Hood, um, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday podcast, mm-hmm. all of that. We needed him on the show today. Um, more than just some day one stuff, but now it's time. We're going to get to the nuts and bolts of this podcast early. Hey, wait, hold on real quick. Go ahead. Shout out to Beth Phoenix looking like Max Beyond Thunderdome. At the Bay One paper, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. That's what I want to say. We don't need another hero. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need another way to go. All right, so let's go. But because Biggie lost to a white man who I don't think has ever lost to a black man in his life, because I ain't never seen Brock Lesnar hood unless you tell me differently. I ain't never seen Brock Lesnar lose to a black man. Well, Brock would not have that opportunity to take on a lot of black guys. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, so think about as long as Brock has been there, who would have taken him on of color? Nobody. Until now. So there you go. And he ain't losing. He ain't losing them. All right. No. But we'll see what happens if the Bobby Lashley thing happened. But – we got the Bobby. We had the Biggie thing that happened last night, but even more importantly, more disappointing, more wild. Uh, Big Swole, former AEW um, superstar wrestler, however they want to call that people, went um, had an interview. I think it was with uh, Fightful Select, and and she was talking about uh, diversity and things of that nature in AEW and why she decided to not renew her contract now. Um, I'll get to the article in a second uh, mm-hmm. to get some of the, the 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 some of the things that she said. But surprisingly and shockingly to wrestling fans, for or against, I want to say this, for or against, I don't think nobody expected the tweet from TK to come down, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW. <laughs> I don't think nobody thought he was going to get on Twitter and, and let the tw- Twitter fingers fly. But he did. He's like, he's sick of y'all shit. Tony Khan's sick of y'all shit, basically. I I, I guess so. Um, (laughs) In the tweet, and I'm going to read the tweet, Tony Khan says, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, Marquinn, all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole, Big Swole's contract, expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hey, hashtag AW Rampage Street Fight tonight. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Hey, let's talk about Big Swole today. You know, here's the problem with that tweet. I first saw it. Anytime that you can get all of your main black uh, characters within 80 characters, 
that is the equivalent of saying that, oh, I love black people. My dog is black and I've got colored TVs all over my crib. That's pretty much the equivalent of what happened there. Um, so when I first saw that, clearly he wanted to fire back. But that is actually a problem for you, TK, that you mentioned Jade and Bowens and Castor and Dante and Nyla and, and Isaiah and Mark Quinn. And uh, that'll about do it for AEW. When you put that many that that few of African Americans um, in a tweet, and you can still promote Rampage in the same tweet, uh, that is a problem, major problem. Yeah, major problem. Now let me go into some of what Swole said. That she decided to mutually part ways Correct. with AEW. Now she in the article on Fightful.com, Swole it says Swole began noting. That um, the most emotional moment she had at AEW was when Kenny Omega thanked her for what she did in the uh, Diamante feud and how it made other women in the company more comfortable to pitch ideas. No, um, Swole and Diamante um, had a dope feud on AEW Dark, however. So it was on YouTube. Um, but, but a lot of people were tweeting that this feud needed to be on TNT. Um, now, she said she tied that moment to a final talk with Tony Khan exit meeting i explained to tk that i didn't want to resign i mean resign excuse me because my peace was being disrupted if anyone knows me or knows myself if anything is disrupting your peace it's time to go it might be scared or be hard but it's time to let it go when kenny said that it was a circle coming to an end because kenny and i will bump heads sometimes throughout my time in AEW. to end it on that note felt good i felt it was wonderful to end it at a place where we didn't see eye to eye but we were there she dis she detailed why she left the company mm -hmm. and what she told them in that exit interview interview excuse me uh, my heart just stopped being in it as the reason why i left aw i felt like there were a lot of things and i told them in my exit interview that there were a lot of things that needed to change i know fans of the company don't take criticism well sometimes certain ones hmm. know this this is somebody from the inside the structure is a little off it's fine to be loose, but I like to have a bit, little bit more structure. I felt like the women shouldn't have gone through everything they went through just to get on TV or get time. You're signed to this big company, you should get time. All these men are getting time, but these women weren't getting anything or you're not putting people on TV because more people are coming in. I'm going to pause right there gonna church it a little bit you know i'm gonna mm -hmm. act like i'm reading scripture so i'm gonna go with you can't from the port first mm -hmm. what was your thoughts by hearing big swole's comments so far so i seen both of these together at the same time and as we like to say on the show this is the case of two things being right at the same time in my view right uh, I want I want to say I want to say this. This is why um, you can't hate one organization and then love the other because, in a lot of ways, they're doing the exact same shit. It's just that I believe the expectation for what AEW was supposed to do, um, as far as the brand new um, organization and this era was supposed to move a little differently, and. Um, it becomes a game of semantics at this point, right? right? Because, hey, look, Tony Khan is right, okay? I know, 
I know I'm black and I'm saying like, look, Tony Khan is right. But look, here's the thing. The definition of diversity is what he's going by. And in his company, it's, it's not about who's on TV. It's who he hired. And he was like, look, I, I got a black person that works for me. I got a transgender person that works for me. I got women that work for me. I'm and brown. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, right. I'm brown. And see, and the thing is, and I understand it because a lot of us don't really come from melting pots, so to speak. So you come from a perspective of, well, if you ain't black, you white. And that's wrong. <laughs> um, uh, because there's a thing, there's a difference between Greeks and Italians. There's a thing, uh, there's a difference between Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. And so uh, if he has all four of them and they're all represented, then he's met, met his diversity quota. Um, diversity just don't mean everybody black gonna get on TV and gonna win and gonna get title shots. And I know that's an uncomfortable truth for us to kind of dissect here, but it is the reality. Um, not saying that what Big Swole is saying is not true as well. It's like, yo, if we got some hot shit, and you know the ratings ain't been the same since uh, NXT moved <laughs> and changed um, to tie-dye shirts. You should be throwing us on TV. Right? <laughs> since they turned into the Jenny Jones show. The same. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, they got, they're in the Ricky Lake studio now. Like, getting this shit off. <laughs> like, Sam, you should have threw this on TV. We yeah. might have saved it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things where um, – and, and then also, though, I want to say this. I love how she handled it as far as, like, coming to him, talking yeah. to him in person, not resulting into a, um, a ASH moment where you're just going crazy on Twitter and then we find out afterwards and then you kind of look crazy because we get to dissect it from now a, a calmer perspective. Um, so I, I do like that. Um, I do like – and I also like the fact that she mentioned how she bumped heads with virtually everybody in a, in a sense. And but at the end of the day, it was like, yo, you know what? Maybe maybe we could do some shit different with you, but it is what it is. So it, I, I think I think in uh, the grand scheme of things, they're both right. However, diversity and opportunity don't look the same. I, I'll, I'll just I'll stop right there, as y'all, as we increase the uh, conversation here, because they're definitely going to be one of the questions that I have today. Because I think that peace is more important than anything having a true diversity conversation and diversity compared to black people being yeah. in the office hood uh, being that you know you are an experienced wrestling fan you've seen you've seen it when you know it was outward racism <laughs> you know what I'm saying you was there for the Greg Greg to have a Valentine nasty mean black man black spot on the mat junkyard dog <laughs> junkyard dog oh, promo man. you've been yeah. all that and then what you're seeing now like when you look at big swole's comments what we see from aw and 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 combining that with tk's tweet what was your thoughts when all this stuff was going down okay well first of all for me in wrestling diversity is not about numbers i understand that tk is about numbers because he's an analytics guy and so he just looks at numbers. It's like, well, uh, me and Matt and and my executive were both brown, and we got Jade, and we got Bowens, and we got Caster. So he's naming um, the black wrestlers in his company. And again, I just think that's just wild that he was able to just rattle off those names and also promote Rampage at the same time. I just think that's wild. 
Now, I also, but, but I just want to be able to make sure it's clear here on the podcast that diversity is not about numbers, but it's also about a diversity of thought, right? Uh, there is nobody of color that's in the WWE that's right <clears throat> next to Vince McMahon because yeah. that's Bruce Pritchard, that is uh, the, the uh, production people. There's no one of color that's right next to Vince to be able to whisper in his ear or to pitch ideas. There's agents like, you know, like um, Devon Dudley and a few others, but that's not the same as being right there in the room. And the same thing that's happening with AEW. AEW has two people of color that's right next to TK. One of them is Mark Henry. The other one is Captain Sean D. Shout out to Captain Dean um, from 111th Street. And yes, he was, from the crib. Yeah, so, um, so those are two people that are there. Sean Dean is there to be able to help African-American wrestlers from the Indies to get their shot on dark, to get their shot mm-hmm. on elevation. So he's really a recruiter in a lot of ways and also wrestles. So he has two duties. And Mark Henry's there also to be able to talk into the ear of TK as a kind of a trainer, but also as an advisor. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people know that. They just know that he's there to say, it's time for the main event, paycheck. <laughs> um, but, he, but he does more than that, right? So he's an advisor as well. But I, I want to make sure that it's clear today that <clears throat> diversity is not about, well, look at how many black people on the card for WWE and then look how few they are in the AEW. Diversity is about, uh, it's about, it's about how many people you have, but also the diversity of thought. And also this. So I think that all of us as black wrestling fans just want to be, not necessarily see black people on top of the card, but ultimately in 2022, it's just about having a chance, right? Right. Who's the who's the African American um, wrestler in AEW that's in the hunt for the AEW championship? It, the, or, compa- or, the according to the ratings is supposed to be Scorpio Sky. We, I went over that last week. According to the ratings, and and and, and I know you're shaking your head, but I'm going to do what AEW <laughs> fans will say. And and side note, this is not a diss to you all. It's just showing what you all do when it comes to these arguments. Mm-hmm. Last week. I had brought in those ratings. You know, they do the point, the rate, the, the record system and all of that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And Scorpio Sky, I believe, is fifth. Yeah. So technically, it's supposed to be Scorpio Sky. He's only lost two wrestling matches. He only lost two wrestling matches last year. So technically, it was supposed to be him. But right. now that the new year is here, I think that kind of wipes itself out. So technically, if that's the case, it's nobody. And, and, you know, I was going to add Hood, also to your question, you know, I was thinking about this as we were getting ready for the show. You know who the top guys are in AEW right now in order? Hmm. Brandy Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, and Dante Martin because he biracial. That's the top three. So really, Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, and that's a whole different podcast right there. It, it, yep. it, I'm glad that Medea is in that top three. I think that's really good that she's there in that top three. You're right, man. Thank you. Um, but I, I just, I, I just look at it like this is like um, Scorpio Sky is in the is in the fold, but he's not there on a weekly basis wrestling on on Dynamite or Rampage. Right. So I, I just, I just look at it like. Yes, diversity matters, but also who's in the room to be able to say, put this person in place like a powerhouse Hobbs where he's a serious contender? Because ultimately, what do you always hear from kids, right? Oh, I got someone that looks like me that's in 
the mix, in the fold, that's always around, at least contending. You're right. Camp, everybody can't be the heavyweight champion. Everybody can't have a belt. However, there can be more of a push for, for African-American wrestlers that are more than just entertainers. They also can go. They can wrestle. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna continue on um, in the article. She said, along with a lack of stru uh, structure, Swole saw a bigger issue in AEW, um, and that was a lack of diversity, which we're talking about. So mm -hmm. outside of lack of structure, their biggest issue, which is diversity, I do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity in my people. There's no representation, truly, and when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everyone is so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top um, and in the room with them. They are not helping to necessarily influence decisions, but to explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said. I wonder why nobody told Brandy Rose not to say the black bitch shit. And I had an interesting conversation with the wife that I'll bring up a little bit later. Mm. There is no... I'll remind you. I want to hear this. Yes. Yeah. I'll also talk to a woman as well about this. Yep. So, yes. Uh, there is no one else who can explain our culture and experience except for us. Swole continue explaining how her daughter, and I think this is very important, is somebody that got three kids under 10, mm. um, explained how her daughter helped recognize even more that there was a lack of diversity in AEW. Mm. I knew something was up with my daughter who loves watching wrestling. She would watch AEW all the time and seldomly watch WWE. She was not a big fan unless dad, Cedric Alexander, was on TV, which stopped happening after they botched the Hurt Business. She mm. would say, Mommy, there's no one that looks like me on AEW. There's nobody that looks like daddy. Then she started watching WWE because she saw Bianca and Big E. She saw herself represented. If that wasn't a click, you're absolutely right. I don't have an expl explanation. It's 2021. Why are people saying it'll take three years for AEW to have a black champ? This is a scripted sport. It should not take that long if you have been watching WWE for 50 years and you know what not to do. Now, I'm going to stop here. and I'm going to talk about two things. Mm -hmm. One, my son don't stop to watch AEW when I'm watching it. He don't. Mm -hmm. He does not. Because anytime he watches AEW, he does not see him. But when my son sees Bobby Lashley, when he sees Big E, when he sees Xavier Woods, he stops, he sits down, he watches it. And I'm serious. I could be watching any type of wrestling if he does not see nobody black. He's not watching it. Very mm. rarely when I watch older wrestling, he would stop to look at it because he'd get fascinated about, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. But then he saw Bad News Brown and he was like, oh, okay. Y'all had a black this. wrestler. Right. Y'all had a black wrestler back then. He saw, <laughs> he saw Coco Beware and literally my son was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> now, mind you, I don't influence my son when it comes to those things. I try not to. Because when we were living in Maryland, he was like one of three black kids in his kindergarten class. Mm. And now he's like one of three in his second grade class. So I try not to do that because, you know, the kids, the, the teachers at school try to make everything diverse yeah. and not try to have those conversations. And I don't, yeah. want my, I don't want my son going to school being Michael from Good Times. I don't. All right. As he get older, we'll have that conversation. But not in the second grade. I don't need you to be Michael. But he's starting to notice different things about race and the first time that i really paid attention to it is 
wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. he loves Black Panther, but it's Black Panther. Everybody loves Black Panther. White people yeah. love Black Panther. Absolutely. But wrestling was the first time that <clears throat> I noticed that my son was able to construct race. And notice he don't see himself on the screen. But now, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with my wife. And it turned out to have been a longer conversation than I wanted it to be. <laughs> That's being honest. But mainly because... <laughs> wow. That's but usually it, the case. Yeah, this is usually the case. But also... Yeah. I didn't think a wrestling conversation with my wife was going to last this long. Like, it was a 45-minute conversation. And unless we're doing first black champ where I'm talking to one of y'all separately or together, I'm not trying to have a 45-minute conversation about wrestling. Okay, you should, you should, you should hit record if it's going to be that long. Hold up. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I dead-ass didn't know. Like, I seriously did not think this conversation was going to do shit but last 10 minutes. So mm. I show her the Brandy Rose promo. The Brandy Rose pro, uh, Brandy Rose promo we're talking about where she's having a promo um, with with Dan Lambert, um, um, MMA trainer, um, and 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 wrestling provocateur. I think yeah. I said that wrong, but whatever. No, but hey, my nigga, my nigga. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> so so um, he's saying some disparaging things, and Monster. then. Like and then he says, you know, he says his last quote about being a black belt. She's like, "Well, you a black belt? Well, I'm a black bitch." Decides to take off her shoes, and then Dustin Rose runs down. They attack Dustin Rose. Yada yada yada. I showed my wife that promo, so I said, "I." And this is how you. This is how it became very interesting because I noticed she was going off on a tangent, mm. not knowing that those promos are scripted. Yeah. In fact, she said, I knew WWE was. I didn't think AEW was, so it's news to me. But at first, she didn't necessarily have a problem with the black bitch line. But she had an issue with Dan Lambert and how she was talk how he was talking to her. Really? And basically disparaging her. So it was one of those things that she said if she would have just heard the black bitch shit and didn't hear his promo. She would have been like, what the fuck? But she basically gave him the, well, you, you, you say I'm acting like a black bitch, so I'm going to give you a black bitch. However, in total, even with saying that, in total, she said that that whole thing combined was totally uncalled for. And now knowing that it was scripted, who came up with the idea of him talking to her like that and then her having to resort to him being like that. She mm. said that she does not see other black women doing that in other organizations that I might watch. But then when I give her the download with AEW, being in the South, the majority of the wrestlers that are up there are either Cody Rhodes, derived from what his father may think, mm. Tony Khan, who's a lover of wrestling, who really started loving wrestling, as he talked about, in the 90s and some 80s stuff, Attitude Era shit. She says she stopped watching wrestling after the Attitude Era because how women were viewed in the Attitude Era. You know, Brian Penny's matches and wrestling in mud and all of those shits. She's like, once it got to that, she was like, yo, it's straight. And then explaining to her all those things that she said, I was like, well, that's the same as you as the casual viewer. A lot of what you're saying is the same thing that people who view the product are saying, and you are just a casual viewer. 
You mm-hmm. only watch it with me from time to time, and we barely watch AEW in the house. And you have that thought process of it, and you don't even watch it like everybody else's. That was concerning to me from an AEW standpoint. Because starting with Dan Lambert, like, buddy ass talks from the, the G, comes from the Jerry the King Lawler school, the, the, the 80s school of wrestling, where you feel like you have to say all of that to get over. And this is 2021, now 2022. You ain't got to call a chick a hoe to get over, to get a ooh and a ah. You're going to get it, but you ain't got to do it to get a ooh and a ah. But he did that uh, not only to Brandy Rhodes, he also did that to Shorty from UFC. Yeah. The white chick. So yeah. he's like that game for everybody. But also for the flip for Brandy Rhodes, you ain't got to do that. But in reading everything, but this was the thought process before I read what Big Swole is talking about and how there is no writing team. It's basically, hey, we wrestling tonight. All right, let's get together and do this and do that. And this is how we're going to do things. Basically, what I've been saying and one of the reasons why I don't fuck with AEW like that is that you can tell that the inmates run the asylum. And there's nothing really stable about the writing process, which means you're going to get dumbass shit like you got with the Brandy Rose and Dan Lambert shit. And you're going to get people not getting a fair shot because now that means I got to come to you, Tony Khan, and suck your dick to get ahead. Am I wrong, Hood, in thinking that way? Well... I'll just give you my perspective. My perspective is is that Dan Lambert is the same manager, the same type of personality I saw as a kid in the 70s, 80s, all the way through, right? It is Memphis Cheap Heat, the way he's able to go after her, saying that she has a stripper name, all those things, right? So that's not a surprise because Dan Lambert is an old-school wrestling fan. He watched it in Florida, right? So he was watching... Uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, all those years in the 70s and 80s. So he knows how to do it. Now, the reason why that it might take somebody aback the way he was going after Brandy is because we haven't heard anything that good in about 30 years. I mean, seriously, as far as him going, so, I mean, because, hey, what people are used to, especially if you're a WWE fan, is the scripted promo, each and every one of you, blah, blah. I mean, it's usually yeah. the same script, right? It's usually the same format. They have not deviated from that format in about 25 years. It's the same format, right? Blaming the fans. The the, the heels blame the fans. The baby faces want to be able to have as much adulation from the fans as possible, whatever, right? It's usually the same formula with the promo. Dan Lambert comes across, and for a new fan, uh, it is like, you know, it's like clutching your pearls time. Like, oh, I can't believe he said that to her. But it's the cheap heat, right? I, and so with Brandy Rhodes on that, on that side, let's look at it from this perspective. As we as we all know, there's different black women experiences, right? right. There could be the, a black woman from Hirsch that s- says something, and then a black woman from Mother Macaulay that would say something different, right? It's the same. You get into the same position, but it's just done differently. My point is, mm-hmm. is that... Brandy Rhodes is, is pretty transparent that that's not who she is, but she says black bitch, which also, by the way, she is stealing from Jade. She says, 
I'm that black bitch, and then Brandy steals from Jade. So there's a problem right there, right? So I don't know why that why Brandy would steal from Jade, but that's fine. So when I saw that promo myself from Brandy's standpoint, I'm saying, man, she just really wants to be that one, that heel, right? She's been a heel or baby face. She's been kind of a, an odd personality anyway. So I, I just think that every black woman's experience is different. I get that. But when you start pulling your earrings off and pulling your shoes off and all that, um, that's complete acting. It's, it's, and it's pretty transparent, right? That's, that's my issue is that if AEW is about realism, that's nothing real about that from her. But, hey, it's wrestling, right? You can be whatever you want to be. But I just know as a viewer watching that, I'm saying to myself, well, that's not really you, right? I mean, that, that's you trying to portray a character in which actually that character should be for someone else, another black woman, right? You don't see Nala Rose doing that. Nala Rose is black. Did we just break news? She's black. <laughs> All right. So, so, I mean, so the idea. That, I don't want to break no other news than that. That's I mean, I just, I mean you know, I'm just saying she's not doing that, right? right so yeah. I think that, that, that it's very transparent that she's trying to be something that she's not, but that's actually the essence of wrestling. Hey, and to your point, Hood, not only had we talked about that before uh, on the show last year, but that was the response that I got from another black woman <laughs> that was, hey, it was cool until that part. Like, that didn't make no sense. That was cringeworthy. What the fuck was that? And that, and, and that was a uh, another casual fan, if you will, black woman that's watching it. Um, because look, and, and, and what's so wild is, I think she understood Dan Lambert, so she didn't say anything. She was like, "No, this was actually kind of cool until the black, oh, look, black it, bitch shit." If you look at her, if you look at her face during the whole promo, just go back and look at the promo and look mm -hmm. at her face. She looks so happy to be there. Yeah, she looked yeah, very so much happy to be there. That's why that's that's what even took the black bitch part. Like it took me aback because. At some point, she was smiling in the promo. It's like, yo, I'm happy to be out here doing my thing. So now, now, part of that conversation that I had with the wife was was about the nature of pro wrestling, which she didn't understand, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 the diversity around it, the 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 the, the lack of diversity, and you know, one of the things that she said was. Well, if y'all been fighting for that long and if black people are always upset about what they see in pro wrestling, one, why do they continue to watch it? And two, why they ain't start their own shit that can be on a tele on TV or whatever. Now I have to explain to her, it ain't that serious. You need I mean it ain't that easy. You need money behind it. So you no know, unless, yeah. you know, Byron Allen wanna come ahead and, you know, right. put some money into a wrestling company. Right. Right. I mean, Master yeah. P trying and look. I mean, Master P trying and look, look what's happening. Like, the, the, well, the, the, the answer to, to Miriam should have been like, well, Aspire just didn't have enough time to put wrestling on. I'm glad that you said Aspire, because if I said anything else and somebody listened to the podcast, right, right, I might get I'm called your, to an office. I'm your friend. That's why I said Aspire. See that shit? Thank you. See that shit? Thank you. I, I, Thank I you. said Aspire. I could have put Afro on you. I could have been African the, channel on you. Man. Because I know right. where you work. You see what I do? My man. That's what, that's what My man. friends do. You understand? My man. But <laughs> with that my man. But with that being said, tying in tying in the 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 
the Brandy Rhodes thing because there was a lot of black people that was upset about that. So literally in one in a span of like five days, you got Brandy Rhodes promo, you got TK, and then you got Big E losing to Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> it was really a bad week in a sense for black wrestling fans. Like, but like I Mike have Wall a group for wrestling, right? But I, but I have a group. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and to take it to the to to clubhouse, which we were all on mm-hmm. a couple of times, and I remember situ- I remember a night where we were all on it, and there were people literally telling us, me in particular, as I explained to them the history of shit. Ah, oh, nah, Jr. Bang, you're wrong because AW, like you said, is it could be Black Wall Street. For wrestling, black wrestlers will finally have an opportunity that they haven't had an opportunity in WWE and all that stuff. That literally could be another episode. I digress. Mm-hmm. But really the good. question, but the the question that I have for both of you and Hood, I'll start with you is: if there are more black faces behind the scenes that could be in somebody's end, like ah, do. Promos like Brandy Rhodes happen, and and I'm going somewhere with this. Does Fred, the, does promos like Brandy Rhodes happen? Do Big E um, lose the championship? Do we continue to see black people not get the opportunity that wrestling fans on Twitter believe that they deserve to get? Um. Well. Here's the thing that we know about these two organizations, WWE and AEW, is that you have Vince McMahon and Tony Khan are both headstrong, right? This is not like Eric Bischoff where he's sitting in catering or sitting in an office by himself letting all this shit fly in WCW. You know, you listen to Eric Bischoff podcast and he doesn't know what happened. Like, oh, I, I think Ric Flair booked that. I think Mike Graham booked that. Oh, I think Dusty Rhodes booked that. He Eric no Bischoff ain't clue. no shit. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Egg Bischoff doing the Chris Jericho shit was like, I didn't even know that shit was going on until Goldberg came to me and said he was mad. I'm like, what you mad for? <laughs> like, there's a guy fully oblivious, right? So that guy and then like him and Vince Russo and his ilk had no idea what was going on. But right. I just want to make sure that people know that whatever Vince says goes. I think we I think all wrestling fans know that the same thing with Tony Khan, right? So the story goes about Tony Khan is like, um, Tony Khan offered Jim Cornette and a few others uh, the opportunity to work at AEW before the company started. And Jim's like, yeah, I'll help you, right? You know, and he goes, no, 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 no. I'm the guy that's going to book the show. Like, no, there is not going to be, a, like, a booker and other people. are. I'm the one that's writing the show. I'm writing the show, and I'm booking the show. And so because of that, even if you have a Captain Dean or a Mark Henry that's around TK, ultimately TK is going to do what he wants. Same with Vince. V- Vince has a, a, a litany of people around him, right? He doesn't listen to his son-in-law anymore, clearly, because you get that bullshit 2.0 show. So he was like, you know what? Whatever you did, whatever success you had, uh, we're going hey, to man, in direction. Twitter said that might be the best wrestling show on TV right now, though. I, I saw Well, that. I've been watching a lot of Succession. <laughs> Uh, and those people can fuck off. Okay? So they, they can fuck all the way off. Okay? So, so let's let's do that. Okay? So, all right. So, because they say that like every other scene is like fuck off, right? It's kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. but, but anyway, so 
So, so Triple H and, and he's got Bruce Pritchard and all these people around him. So, yes, we see the change. We know Black Twitter believes that there should be change. But ultimately, TK and Vince are going to do what they think. Now, it doesn't mean right. that we're back to 1980s, right? It's not like one black in the card, right? It, it's one black in the card and someone acting black in the card. It's like one black in the Dusty Rhodes, one black and then superstar Billy Graham, right? It, it's not that, right? It, it, it's just... It's just it's more than that. So I think we've come a long way. But I, as a side note, Kev, i got to mention this. So because of what happened with TK, I would uh, give advice to Darius Lockhart. Uh, I would give advice to Leo Rush and others. I understand it's Twitter. You saw TK. You got all pissed off. You got, you know, you saw red. But we've lost the ability to have dialogue and conversation, right? Yeah. You got TK's number. Call him. Darius Lockhart who's got great promos and he's a good young wrestler. Hey man, you don't burn the house down just because you see, you, uh, I mean, Darius Lockhart had this screed, eight, nine different tweets talking. Going he was spitting that shit though. He was spitting that shit though. It, but he is correct what he said, but I want to make sure it's clear. You don't burn your house down because you have not been able to sign that big contract yet. I'm not saying mm. you shuck and jive. What I'm saying is, is yeah, that no. you, you make your comment, and then you call TK and ask him, so what the fuck? That's what you do. You, you just don't have all this long stuff and you're 25 and you haven't made it yet. Don't yeah. get, what I'm telling him is don't get blackballed before you're even 30. Mm, and same thing yeah. with Leo Rush. Same thing with Leo Rush, right? Leo's like, no, it's unacceptable. And then Leo talked to TK and then had to apologize. Yep. No. My point is, is that you can do both. Like, what is Two things are true. You can do both. Right. The thing that pissed me off about the Leo Rush thing, no, not the Leo. Yeah, the thing that pissed me off about the Leo Rush thing is that you put out your apology and this man ain't saying shit. Yep. And if you believe that that man owed that woman an apology, and I think I think a lot of people believe that because I'm going to take it in another direction before I get to the, the question of the day here. I'm not saying shit until a motherfucker apologizes. Especially if I went on Twitter and said, apologize. Like his last tweet before the notes was apologize in capital letters. And he tagged AW and Tony Khan. And his next tweet after that was an apology basically to Tony Khan. And how he's going to work with him for racial insensitivity and all of that shit. No, stand on your two. Right. Kemp, you put something on Instagram the other day. In in the green joint, what did you say? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Oh, it's 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 time to be about everything that you talked about up until this point. Bingo. He should have been on. He should have been about everything that he talked about to that point. Even if you talk to Tony Khan, you don't apologize. You, I'm tired of black people having to apologize for other people, whether it's black, person of color, white, all of those things. Go ahead, Kemp. I'm tired of black wrestlers becoming black racist ambulance chasers. That sorry. too. But I'm <laughs> sorry. That too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because in all of this, the trend here is, here is Leo Rush at another organization on another brand talking about race relations and how he got to go <laughs> or how somebody got to go or how some shit got to change. And... To me, I think it's self-serving personally, and I like Leo Rush as a uh, as a competitor and a performer. But 
bruh, there has to be a chance. Uh, there has to be a time where you just got to shut the fuck up. Are you Leo Luther King or like what? Like what the fuck is going on? Because you're always trying to jump in front of the bullet of racism, so you can got some shit to say, and 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 like you said. But then he he pivot, then he backpedal, or then right. he just back and he wrestling. Right, right, <laughs> and, like, it, and it looks and to me it looks bad. Like I I get what you saying about the Darius Lockhart shit, um, um, hood, and you're right. That that to me that's the one response from a black wrestler that two things could be right at the same time. I yep. think I think he should have had a conversation. But I think, I think now that like he he's starting to set up these working relationships, and and it's part of the bigger question that I have is that I think for a wrestler now, I think now more than ever, it is hard for you to detect racism, racial insensitivity, being a part of the locker room with the guys and trying to have to balance all of that stuff, and then being the type of wrestler or the type of person that I see from him on social media is that I'm looking out for all of my people. You're you gotta be you have to get your shit off real quick because you don't want to sign with AW after that shit happened and then have to pull a Leo Rush. Yeah, but I mean now. but 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 right. just but look right. you can't you can speak your, you no it's like you can speak your piece but you haven't right. secured the bag yet. Right. I mean ultimately that's the whole thing like we're always going to be at a deficit as an African-American. Like, and people will listen to this and be like, well, Hood, what about Big E? What about Bianca? What about... But here's the thing. If you know people, I'm trying not to... I'm trying to get that off the record and keep it off the record. I, I'll just I, I'm you with you. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? The same issues are still occurring in the WWE. Yes. People, people, like people just see top of the card. They see Big E and they see Kofi with the championship and Bianca Belair, but... The same issues we're talking about are occurring in the WWE. And people don't see that because they just see black faces on Raw and SmackDown. And that's good. And that, that's that's good to a certain extent. But the same conversations that are happening across different platforms, different wrestling companies in their call, in their conversations are saying, this is still happening to me here, WWE. This is still happening to me, AEW. This is happening to me in MLW or the other independents, right? So the idea that you know Darius Lockhart can just have and look what he's all the things he said is true, but at the same point, man, get in the mix. You can be a, you can be a leader, but don't be a broke leader. Um, there you go. So, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm go sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. To, to piggyback off that real quick, there's also something to be said about making sure that you're just a person of change and not just talking that young man could put himself in position to like, like maybe he is the guy with the skill set and the gimmick that can change shit for everybody else behind him. Not just jumping into the conversation that's already happening without him anyway. Like sometimes you have to put yourself in a position to be like, well, look, I'm going to change shit with, with action and being more upfront. Like you said, speaking to TK directly, um, uh, putting yourself in position to, to be seen and to be watched performing, so then you're offered opportunities, so you can you can do right where somebody else may have did wrong, or maybe you can go right where somebody went left instead of just oh I'm gonna hop on Twitter and co-sign all this shit and tell you some real shit because it's real shit, but you gotta go through some shit to know how real it is first. 
Right. So, that's, so that's, no, that's exactly right. Good. And on top of that, Swole can't work. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting two months for this. So before I get to the bigger question, before I get to the bigger question, I also after all this shit, she still can't work. It's terrible. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to get there. I was like, they didn't cut Bianca Belair talent. They, they, they didn't cut Bianca Belair level talent. They didn't cut Sasha Banks level talent. And that nigga today gonna tell you. We're so, really talking about that yet. So, um, I'm gonna go to the HR perspective of this too okay. before before I get to my bigger question. Um, and and my bigger thing is. I mean, what's crazy is that, I mean, if, if that's the opinion, that's the opinion. But there's a lot of women that's out there that can work that are black that ain't getting that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And 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 I would love to have a, a off-the-record conversation with Sean Dean, a crib conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me say this first, because I know he's from the crib. I and I and I I I watched a little bit of the the gra- what is how do you pronounce that it's, shit? It's, it's gra- Grapsity. Grassy, I just wanted to make sure I saw a little bit of it and had it's to a, turn it off. It's first, first black hand light. Go ahead. I feel you. I wa- I, I watched it. I, I watched it a little bit yesterday, and, and shouts to all of them, including Phil Lindsley, because he's from the crib too. So yes. you from the crib, I'm always gonna salute you. And I like the conversation. I like the conversation that they were having with, with him, but I wanted to turn it off. I had to turn it off because I was already turned off a bit. When I think my man name is Will Washington said that he had a conversation with Tony Khan. And I think that that was the wrong thing to say because it makes you look like you are already speaking for AEW. That's a that's something that I wouldn't even have put out there mm-hmm. to say, yeah, I talked to Tony Khan and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't even say that because to me, for me, that's that's like me saying, yo. I talked to Bret Hart yesterday. Not gonna tell you everything we talked about, <laughs> but you know, from what I gather, and I can't say everything. But here's what make me right, though. But right, but right, yeah. So, so I didn't at that that I was already ready to like turn the key off the ignition and just move away. But I wanted to hear what Sean Dean said, and I thought he made some good points, and it was it was interesting to hear. From his perspective at a job that honestly I didn't even know existed. That was the main reason why I wanted to stick around. But from my HR perspective, and I work closely with corporate, hood, you in morning radio, camp for the poor, you do 15 different things. But you've been in my spot too. For sure. Ain't no way in hell the program director, the operations manager, the general manager, hell, the owner and the founder of a company is going to send out a tweet such as that. I think a lot of people need to, and, and these are some of the black wrestlers included, you need to step away from the Donald Trump world <laughs> of how to get your thoughts off. And mm. I think the perfect thing that Tony Khan could have said was, we spoke with Real for real first name, big swole last real last name, and we are taking her thoughts and under advisement. We strive to make AW a working blah 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 for everybody involved. Because here's the thing: there's no company in the world 
including black owned companies that do a great job in diversity. There isn't one. There's not one. We all can, we all work at a company where you'd be like, even in a black company that has white people in it, you'd be <clears> like, well, damn, why is it all white general managers? Or why all the white people got to be in IT? <laughs> like, how come we can't get a black guy? <laughs> I ain't never been in a radio company. <laughs> never been in a radio company. I ain't never been in a market where the, the IT guy was black. That's true. That's correct. That's what I'm saying. Is there a quota you got to fill for IT, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, not saying that the white people don't do a good job, right. but especially like when you work in a, a, a black owned company, you like, damn. Right. They couldn't find a black person for that shit. <laughs> but but there's not a company that that's 100% of it. And now there's a company that does great and get grades and all that shit. Motherfucker be like, yo, that company gets a B plus. But ain't nobody getting no A plus out here. So, so for all of the people that are defending AW, including Tony Khan, I think it would have been self-awareness. It would have been great self-awareness to understand that she has some points not to take a shot and just to say, hey, we're working towards that. It takes time. We're working on it. But here's the key even with that, especially when it comes to wrestling. And this is the part that I told my wife that my wife did not know. If you've been around long enough, you know the history of professional wrestling for all races involved. All races have been typecast, stereotyped in some type of way. Samoans just start wearing boots. Let's that think about correct. this. That Samoans just started wearing boots, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. We ain't the new day ain't Harlem Heat. No. <laughs> they, they, there's nobody that is that all the black people ain't gotta be gangster or anti. Mm -hmm. Or they ain't gotta be from they ain't have to go play for uh, for Florida State either. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but right. the black right. people they come in, they either be mad at the world or he's this athlete that comes from the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Even with Asian people, like Asian people ain't got to be Yoshi Kwan. They ain't right. got to be great mood all the time. They don't have to they wear also, face they, 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 they also don't have to be jacket time, but go ahead. That too. <laughs> I was gonna say to Jerry, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 now, no. I mean, and my, they do it. No, but they're still doing the racial stereotype for. I mean, yeah. they are. They mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they are. Fucking jacket time. What do you think that means? No, that's yo, yeah, that's that's. But see, but 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 now with jacket time, if you go, if you bring, if you take them and those two wrestlers, and they go to Japan, that's what they're kind. Of, that's what they're doing. So what I'm, so basically what I'm saying is, is that, yeah 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 cuz what um I forgot my man I the um the dude with the jacket yeah that's what they was doing over there in New Japan They wasn't just they got that character here my man was doing the back to the future shit in New Japan Yeah that's that's shit that they brought over here like this is not Yoshi Kwan the dude is white and but you make him Asian and that's what I'm talking about right there like now well, they, the, had, they had they had Jimmy Wang Yang in uh, in this place, though, right? That, that was the SWAT, right? That was the yeah, like Jimmy <laughs> Wang. You got mother like the whole shit with Jimmy and Wang Yang, Yoshi Kwan. You know when I found out Yoshi Kwan was white, twenty twenty. <laughs> I did not know Yoshi Kwan was white. I saw that shit and I was like, wait a minute, this whole time my man was sitting up there doing this shit, hitting niggas in the grip in the throat and shit, and he was white and Russians, fam. 
Name me a real Russian wrestler. Uh, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, I'm talking about in the 80s. wasn't really Russian either. I'm talking about in the 80s and 90s. No, he was not. That shit was... He was from like... like. Davenport or somewhere. Yeah, no, like he was. Yeah, he's from North Carolina. Vorazukov. Yeah, yeah he has a southern yeah. accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. motherfucker's okay. not Russian at all. Never been in his life. Only as a character. Nikita Koloff. He's white. It's from snow. Minnesota. And he yeah. right from Minnesota and took the character so seriously that he was like, man, I'm just gonna rename myself Nikita Koloff. Let me go change my name. What I'm saying is, is that in the '80s and the '90s when I grew up, hood, when you grew up before that. Wrestling was so stereotypical, and I guess in some cases you could say racist, is that you can have a wrestler, even a white wrestler, make himself a whole goddamn nationality to get heat for the white man to get over. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. Hulk That's Hogan, correct. the only yeah. reason why, before you go, because this, oh, I got the question for you, but mm. before you said, but. Iron Sheik only got the title because it was 1984 and we had issue with Iran. Mm-hmm. So Hulk Hogan beats, look what he beats the All-American Bob Backlund to win the championship. And then he holds it as a transitional champion for Hulk Hogan, the all the new All-American hero, to win the belt. Bruno San Martino wins. In New York, because where are all the Italians at? Motherfucking yeah. New York. Man. So historically, so historically, shit been really fucked up in wrestling for anybody. Because I don't think Boris Zukov really wanted to be Russian, but he saw the money and he was like, "I right, man, go ahead and put that hook on my shit. Give me the red draws. We out this thing. Because Nikita Kolov... <laughs> Because Nikita Koloff is the only real Russian wrestler that I knew for years. I say that to say this. With knowing that, I I don't know what diversity really looks like when it comes to wrestling. Because the same people that are black that are probably going to get those jobs are black people who comes from that era. People get upset about shit that Booker T says all the fucking time. But where did Booker T learn his wrestling from? So it's on brand. All that shit is on brand. So my, Anderson. Right, yeah. So, so my question to y'all is, my question to y'all is, is what do diversity and even better, what looks good for the black wrestler and consumer what does that really look like in 2022 man okay because i don't know i it's a legit question for me i really don't know to to be honest i I don't either matter of fact while you said all of that you know you know what i really came with and this is this is going to be my answer (laughs) tony connor's going through all this shit because of cody rhodes we're not letting Cody off the hook. Sorry, not 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 in my area of the, of the show. Because look, when they were launching AEW, he went on his promo run, yes, he uh, did. destroying chairs and thrones and shit, and talking about somehow he's not going to do like the other company, and we're going to be inclusive, and we're going to be diverse, and everybody's going to get this, and everybody's going to get that. And then you know what? Black wrestling today was like, okay, bad. We watching. And, and you know what? It ain't happening fast enough. 
<laughs> Matter of fact, the whole first year, they didn't get nothing they want besides watching Scorpio Sky get beat by Chris Jericho in a match that even just visually he should have lost. That's what they got. And, mm-hmm. you know, now, unfortunately, all that lip service that Cody Rhodes gave is now falling back on the real owner, Tony Khan, and he don't know how to handle the shit. So he was like, look, bitch, I got a fucking company to run. I don't have time for this diversity shit. You can't even wrestle like that anyway. And then like, and that, that's and that was his shit. And you know what? I'm not here to say he's right or wrong. I'm not here to do that at all. What I am here to say is every time you you get on the the, the pander wagon, the people that want to see it is gonna stick around until it happens. Yeah. And and the re- and the reason why the ratings uh probably dipped also not only because um everybody's like that fake makeshift Wednesday night war shit was dead anyway, but the fact is is that hey, a lot of the people that were watching originally and trying to go die hard and totally jump ship and they was on the FWWE shit because of y'all is because y'all you letting them down. They like they don't even understand the the aspect of how wrestling works as an organization. They just know what you said on all the press releases and all the promo runs and on the first night about how you were going to make sure that everybody like, hey, look, wrestling is for everyone. AEW is for everyone. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, even to your question earlier, Bang, about if they hired more black people around Tony Khan and Cody, would it change? No, because look, hey, the co-owner's wife is cutting those promos. What the fuck, Mark Henry gonna tell her? <laughs> like, so, right. so then, and so, so then on the other half, so you think that they not gonna hire other black people that are like minded in that respect? And like, that's why, and that's why I said, like in wrestling, in wrestling, the same people gonna do the same shit. Like mm-hmm. that. That's why to me, there's a. I, I get everybody is saying we need diversity in wrestling. But like you even started off saying in the beginning of the show, if Tony Khan looks around and he say, there's two people that's brown, I let some black people win. Sean Dean comes out mm-hmm. and says, hey, I work here. Yeah. And he didn't do that at the behest of Tony Khan, I believe. He did that on his own. When you got Will Hobbs, and I think that was the whole shit out of <clears throat> all this shit. The Will Hobbs tweet, the Nose tweet, I think that was the whole shit out of all it. And that's probably <laughs> the only one that I would call whole shit. Because he named all that shit and then said, if you got a problem, you can call me. It's like, fam, if you got a problem with what Big Swole said, you should have called her. Motherfucker right, saying yeah. this whole little note shit. What people are talking about, I'm guessing what people are talking about, is your ass not losing to Chris Jericho when he just got back and we barely see your ass on TV. But hook come up in his motherfucker, and then one week he looks. One week he they got him looking amazing, and then the second week, which hood I said on this show they was gonna jump the shark. He takes a damn move from who used to be Bull Dempsey in NXT, and he no sells it and chokes him out. And Bull Dempsey like seventy pounds more than him. <laughs> but you you couldn't do that to CM Punk. Mm. That's what I believe what people are talking about diversity and what black people think. But I'm going to pass it mm. over to you because I that that really was the one that blew me and I could go on and on with that. But hey, you've no. been around longer than us. What does it look like? What it should look like? Mm-hmm. 
what should look like is what mm. I mentioned to start the podcast, and that is to have the appearance that there are serious black contenders for any major championship. Because if it's just the same old, same old, then wrestling will always be the same. And by the way, that's been the majority of the business for a long time, having white people at the top of the card. And people that are white are listening to this and saying, well, what about us? This is not a requerendum on you. We're not talking about you. We're talking about having a mixture of people where it's like, it's not just a white audience. It's black audience. It's Latino audience. Listen, I've seen the numbers from a television standpoint of how many African-Americans, how many Latinos, how many women are watching wrestling. It's at all time high, you know, because yeah. we are, we love the entertainment. So why not give them what they want? All it is, is going to be, look, it's not about, it's, it's, it's not about winning the championship. It's about being in the top of the card. It's being in important places, right? Not to start the card, not in the dark <laughs> matches, but to be able to be in a position where it's like, it gives the appearance like, man, this woman or this man has the opportunity to win the championship. Mark right. Henry is the closest to either Vince or Tony Khan of anybody in wrestling as far as his ability to be able to talk to Tony Khan about things. Again, it's ultimately up to Tony. It's up to Vince to do what they want to do. But I'm just telling you that the what it looks like for 2022 and moving forward is the, the feeling as a black viewer of saying that person is going to be something. That person is going to win a championship, or that person is winning a lot of big matches, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I look like. Now, having said that, like in a week or two, like they'll put the um, the TBS championship on Jade, right? You know that's happening, right? They're going to give yeah. Jade Cargill the opportunity. She's green as grass, but she's going to win the championship. And then it will be Tony Khan tweeting out, yeah. see? See? I told you. It's going it's to it's be that, right? It's going to be like, see, I told you. <laughs> and, and so, but that's not what it's about. Right. People on black Twitter are not talking about how come so-and-so, how come we don't have a, a, a roster of black champions? That's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the opportunity for those people to be in the main events on Dynamite and Rampage and to be able to be someone where you could say, that person looks like me. And so that's what I'm looking at, Bang, the ability to feel like, man, that wrestler's close. Oh, man, that, he's going to be a champion at some point. And, and to your point, Hood, the CM Punk run didn't even have a black wrestler getting elevated in any match. And that's time. and that's why I brought up the Hobbs <laughs> shit because the only two memorable the only memorable thing to me from a Hobbs situation is him losing to CM Punk. The he had the he had the the, the moments against Brian Cage, but Brian Cage is all but disappeared from AEW. Right, and and really Hobbs has too, so I don't get it. Now, mm -hmm. I I get all of that, and I totally understand that. But from that point. I'll take it to the Big E case because there were people that were extremely upset that Big E lost to Brock Lesnar for um, to drop his universe, uh, his WWE title. Not only lose it, but he was pinned. Now I explained on here before you got here, like Brock Lesnar's not pinning Kevin Owens to win the championship if Kevin Owens is not the champion. He's going to pin your champion because he has to look the strongest. Uh, but I also said on here last night on day one. Um, that to me, the two wrestlers that looked the best last night in that match was the two black guys, Bobby Lashley and Big E. Not only that, the way that that match ended is trending like we're going to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar sooner rather than later. And rather than later means SummerSlam. Uh, sooner means between now and WrestleMania. 
So another black man is probably good. Yeah, you, when, once you see that and how it ended, you're going to be like, oh, don't fuck this up, WWE, mm -hmm. because you got something. Mm -hmm. Now, but at the same time, people feel like Big E gets the championship. He loses it. He does all of these things. I guess Twitter has a, Twitter has a tendency to want things to be instant. And then for black wrestlers, and yes, I'm saying this to y'all, but for black wrestlers, you ain't supposed to lose. Maybe it's the, I ain't seen this, so I don't want it to leave. Like, you know, like if you've never been around your daddy, but your daddy came and hey, came and brought a bike, you want to stand next to him because when he leave, you know you ain't going to see him for 10 years. Right. Maybe it's that, or maybe it's, you know, we, we want to see this. And we want this person to be strong and not lose. And we lose to Brock Lesnar. Oh, you're giving it to another white person. Because I think people would have felt that way if Kevin Owens would have won the belt. Like, I think black Twitter, black wrestling Twitter, of the or the majority that I saw yesterday on my timeline. Oh, act like act like Big E ain't gonna <laughs> never see the light of day no more. So but I you get understand, what you, but you but you understand why they feel that right way, right? Because oh, I, I, because of oh, Bianca. oh, no, no, no. I get that. I get mm -hmm. that. But but I think, but I also said on the pod a couple of weeks ago, check the archives, that I think if anybody has looked better after a situation like that, it's been Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair bigger than the title right now. Both of them. I think Bianca Belair is bigger than both the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Championships, especially after seeing Becky Lynch last night, the way that she looked. Because I don't think she particularly looked good in her match. I think Liv Morgan looked way better. I don't think she was the best dancing partner last night. And shit, Tony Storm leaves. We don't know what the fuck about to go on on SmackDown. And Charlotte's just sitting there with the belt. But the one woman that we consistently talk about is the woman that ain't got the belt. She's bigger than the belt. So in Bianca Belair's case, she could lose in 26 minutes. I mean, 26 seconds. But her losing in 26 seconds is bigger than the woman who has the belt right now. But I get it from a Kofi standpoint, however. But, and I hate to say what I'm about to say, it's a double-edged sword for me. I get it. But if you would have put Kofi in a match with Brock Lesnar, to me, it's probably going to go like that because of how small Kofi is. Unless you try to give him the Finn Balor thing. But Finn Balor got a mean streak. That's the way he's marketed. Like Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, other people, other smaller wrestlers who went up against Brock Lesnar had longer matches. Yeah. You kind and, of expect... And, and, those, and those guys don't throw pancakes, but go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Like, I... At first I was pissed, but then I was like... Uh, I guess the way Kofi is built, you kind of expect that. I would expect a return match. Yeah. But I kind of expect that. And like I said, Big E was better than everybody in that match to me, for the exception of the other black guy. Yeah. And you know what? Also, though, on the Kofi thing, I think, I mean, we got all the information, right? We got, we got it all now. Kofi mania wasn't even supposed to happen. So I've made peace with that personally. Right, I made peace. You know with what I mean? Too. It's it's like, hey, if 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 that was the make good, that was the greatest make good of all time. 
<laughs> especially when you look at like black wrestlers and where they came from, the inspiration, and honestly, what what it spawned beyond that. Uh, because hey, at the end of the day, a majority white off uh, audience got behind the guy from Ghana, and he ended up winning the belt at WrestleMania, and he beat Daniel Bryan in the process. Like, man, that's a hell of a make good. And do I like the way Kofi lost? No, still to this day, no. They could have showed him a little more respect on the way out. So I totally understand that. But I think with Bobby Lashley and Big E, it's a lot different. I think you're looking at two guys that's going to get about three title reigns unless Bobby decides to retire after he gets his Lesnar match. Right. Like, that, that's kind of what I see happening. Like, um, I know we're not in the Gary Damn T segment yet, but like one of my foreshadows or predictions is that if, if Bobby Lashley gets Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, He's not going to make it to Survivor Series or even SummerSlam for that matter because he'll probably be out and be like, hey, look, well, I did what I wanted. I'll just go fight regular people. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. Now, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know Roman Reigns going to have COVID all the way through SummerSlam, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, y'all, I mean, y'all talking about Lashley being in this, in like, in, in this you know, main event spot, and I'm like, is Roman, is he going to be out of the I, picture? I just like, got, I mean, oh, no, I just Roman's got, never no, out no. The picture. Roman's never out the picture, but, but just, just to give you um, context, we getting Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar sooner rather than later. Probably Royal Rumble. Some, 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 bull, nah, some bullshit February pay-per-view. Payback or whatever I mean, the fuck it is. But that's, <laughs> that, I mean, that's, whatever the fuck. Yeah. that's, that's cool. But I also believe that, I also believe that, um, I think something else might be at play why some things have met, some things may have switched up. It might not be the case. But I have it's it just feels like Kofi Mania to me. Except mm. on the opposite. As a matter of fact, I won't even say Kofi Mania. This feels like WrestleMania, what was that? WrestleMania 8. Where they were scared to pull the trigger on Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. In this case, it's because if we see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, it'll be like the third time in seven years at a WrestleMania. So you ain't gonna shit see shit new. That's the reason why I'm like. There's a chance, but also as a black man, I'm a hold out seeing Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at the biggest stage of them all because that match don't deserve to be at Fastlane or Payback. That match <laughs> deserves to be yeah. at WrestleMania. And so, yeah, but I digress. The second part of the diversity conversation, we can say what we want to in front of the camera, right? You know, we want all these wrestlers to have the championship or being in the running for the championship, even though these, even though um, Damian Priest is Puerto Rican, he's the U.S. champion. Roman Reigns is Samoan with a black wife. So as my wife said yesterday, if he got a black wife and he's Samoan, he black. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> so the Usos got black wives too. They all black. Look what <laughs> so, black people do to America. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Look what uh, they do to um, yeah, the us. You black. The Intercontinental Champion is Asian. He's Japanese. So when and that's that's just the WWE. And then again, I believe Bianca Belair is bigger than both women who's holding the championship. And then when you look at AEW, you don't have all of that. But you know what? Scorpion Sky was top five on the rankings in, in AEW. And Dante Black be killing it on uh, AEW Dark. 
And Jade Cargill is about to get the WTBS um, championship. Man, and she's going to get that shit at 6.05 Eastern, 5.05 Central. <laughs> so, we, so we can talk and about. And killing the fit chocolate Instagram with the repost. Yes, she does. She be, be posting she, all of her abs yes, and yes, she does. And yes, she does. Right. Now, we can say all we want to about what happens on screen. But behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. See? See? Good. Stop that. <laughs> but I've off the screen. See, stop, man. Y'all stop. Man. We have... <laughs> but off the screen, behind the scenes, like I can't even tell it, I can't even tell you who's the highest ranking black official in both of those. Um, but but there were a lot of people that came out and said, yo, no, you got Sean Dean, who's black, but then you also have many Latinos and other people of color behind the scenes at AEW. So it's not just so. And this is why I hate when people get black people mixed up with people of color. Mm. Let me just say this. Uh, that's what gets on my nerves because our plight gets mixed in with they plight. And I know there were some people that took uh, issue with what Darius Lockhart said about white people or people passing white. Mm-hmm. But historically, in countries that have dark-skinned and light-skinned complexion people, they have the same issues that we have. Go talk to Puerto Ricans who are dark-skinned compared to light-skinned. Same thing with Mexicans. They have said the same issues on their islands and in their countries. And mm-hmm. you come here... You do see people who are of a lighter complexion. He probably didn't have to use the term passing, but it's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I'm talking specifically black people. You said Mark Henry Hood is is in Tony Khan's ear. I know that. I do know just that that he has said that he was once in Vince McMahon's ear, Mm -hmm. but also our truth isn't Vince McMahon's here. And, you know, but that's because, you know, I guess they're friends or whatever. But I don't see, when I look at these websites, I don't see black people in major roles in wrestling companies. So my question to you is, is all of this a a mute point if we don't start to see us in not just advisory roles, but in actual roles in these companies, including C-suite level positions, that we can be able to have a voice? Um, It is a moot point. It is, simply, because wrestling has not changed in that regard as far as those in the front office that can be able to make change, right? I just want to clearly define what make change is. Make change is not making the whole roster black or giving them all championships or putting them all over because every black person can't, is not over. Not every black person can work, right? You ever see a red velvet match? So, I mean, so there, so there's plenty that, like, you can look at it and be like, you know, some can work and some can't. Like, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to bash. I'm just saying, like, no. it's, it's all over no, no, the right? It. No, no it's, like, it's just funny. No, I'm just like, it's, it's all, I mean, I was in Milwaukee, like, there's a mistake. There's a mistake. There's a mistake. This is fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm watching this and I'm like, Red, you, you're not very good at this yet, right? You're still a young wrestler, <laughs> right? And yeah. you know, and so it's just so my point is is that it is a moot point until there is someone of color that can be able to talk to Vince or talk to TK or others that's in those high places. And and, and again, it, it it's always been this way though. 
Like the last time that it wasn't this way was 1984. And that is Ernie Ladd being the booker for Bill Watts. And you mm. talk about the yin and yang of that, right? Bill Watts thinking that he's the branch Ricky of wrestling saying, I'm going to make my champion black. And he didn't, yeah, he didn't, yeah, he saw color. He also saw green, right? Like, uh, he saw he saw JYD as a guy that could be able to be box office and, and sell out the Superdome because JYD was that over New Orleans. And Bill Watts, had, there's no question that he was a racist. Mm. There's, there's, no, there's no question about that. Um, but at the same time, he said, I can make money with JYD. Ernie Ladd was his booker. And mm. so I know that history will be like, boy, look how, how welcoming Bill Watts is and how... Yeah, he saw green. Because mm. he wasn't going to sell out the Superdome with, with Ted DiBiase. He wasn't going to sell out the Superdome with, with Dr. Death or some of those other wrestlers he had at the time, Buddy Landell. He wasn't going to do that. But he could do it with JYD because he spoke to the people. And even Bill Watts, as racially as insensitive as he is and was, saw that. The mm. only closest thing to that is Ernie Ladd because Ladd had the pencil. Right, and the other thing is too for history for a historical text, is that Bill Watts was not traveling to the house shows. Bang, he wasn't going outside of like um, New Orleans. He wasn't traveling across the mid south to all the house shows. He sent Ernie, so mm. that's why Ernie was the booker. He could be able to put that stuff together. He trusted Ernie mm. with the money, and so that's why we not there's no more Ernie lads in the business. That's the problem. I, I talk to Mark Henry about this all the time, like. I said, Mark, you can have that same influence because he knew Ernie, right? Mark says he met Ernie Ladd, and Ernie said, hey, Henry, come on over here. Get on the learning tree, boy. Let's talk about the business. You mm. are going to be me. In, in 10 years, you will be me. And he's like, me? Like, you're Ernie Ladd. And he's like, no, Mark, you got to be that guy. You got to be the spokesperson for this business. Mm. Ernie, Ernie told him that before he died. That's wow. crazy, right? But Ernie was able to make a lot of money in the business, but also be mm. that close to the booker. Nobody, right. no one, there is no Ernie Ladd in AEW and the WWE. That's my point. Right. So, right. so, so, Bang, you are correct. It is a moot point if nothing really changes, right? And again, in this conversation, I want people to hear me. The, the issues you may have with AEW is happening in WWE as well. Yeah. And that's why I thought this conversation was valuable because... And and even what I saw with the with the pod yesterday, like I get it, I get people upset when they see their favorite black wrestler lose. <laughs> I, I get I I I understand when people get upset when when Biggie loses the championship to Brock Lesnar. I also have watched wrestling long enough to know that well, if that happens to anybody, that happens to you when you go up against Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's not gonna go up in a match against y'all and take the fall at day one pay-per-view. Yeah. No, it, it, if if I'm going to lose, it has to be somewhere else. I do get from a WWE standpoint how people are tired of seeing the same thing. They're tired of seeing, you know, the same old champions. And I get that. And while and, and why AEW is is a breath of fresh air is because you get to see different types of matchups and things of that nature. But I also see potential in some of the black wrestlers that aw have and i'm not going to youtube to continue to watch their ass <laughs> no come on like go to tbs uh fam like and mm -hmm. i like and this is why i said i love to have a conversation off the record with sean dean instead of on some shit like this or any wrestler 
Because I think for me, and and I'm not trying to act like I'm smarter than Dow when it comes to this shit, but I would rather have conversations like this with people to for me to understand. Like when we get on this podcast, we even even though we 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 laugh at people who get truly upset about shit and we call them virgins and all of that shit. Like I'm 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 40, fam. I'm not getting truly upset about somebody losing a predetermined match. <laughs> I'm not. However, I would love to learn more about what goes on with these decisions. And shit. I mean, if anything, I would love to be a part of the process of doing that shit rather than watch the shit. Like I because I've watched this shit for so long. I'm be 40 in a couple of months. I've been watching wrestling since I was five years old. So I've been watching this shit for 35 since I've been me for 35 years. It ain't shit that I ain't seen or none of us that seen that we've seen that's new. Unless they make a new cage. Like unless they make a new version of the um the the the, the great Kali cage. I'm like, oh that's a new bamboo. Like we went from we went from steel cage to blue cage to hell in the cell. There's not shit that we ain't seen mm-hmm. on camera, but off the camera. I'm more interested in seeing what goes on to make these decisions and and what goes on in making these decisions and 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 how these decisions can be made better because I'm also not going to be on Twitter bitching moaning and complaining about a predetermined match whether I want to see people that look like me or not <laughs> I, let me Cam, I just want to point this out that I thought that Big E's uh reign as WWE champion was more impressive than Kofi's in yes that, Yes, in, in that, and, and not just the work. He was on Breakfast Club. He did a lot yep. of different shows, and he gave his perspective of a black WWE champion, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then, then he's at UFC fights. He's at boxing events, and he was on College Game Day. So yeah. I, I thought, I thought that his reign was like, I'm going to be champion. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be champion, but I'm going to make the most of this because I'm going to be a lot of lot of different people. Like in the new day, I'm sure that. They've met people on the road here and there. But when you go there as the individual champion, you represent yourself even more so than the company. Like, Big E, you're the WWE champion. Let's take a picture. It's kind of like how boxing used to be back in the day, right? The champion comes in. You see him at a hockey event. You see him at basketball, whatever. And he gets gets recognized, right? Mm -hmm. He gets a standing ovation, right? So I thought that Big E was old school in that regard where he's showing up at these events and representing himself as much as he's representing the company. So besides the, uh, the in-ring work, and that's, that's some bullshit because he lost he, all the time. He, he, he's, he's no different than Bray Wyatt or CM Punk or Brian Danielson or Rey Mysterio as champion. He, he was a champion, but was, was never the guy. That's ultimately what happened, right? But, yeah. while he, but, but while he was champion, he represented himself, I thought, very well. Yeah. And I also believe in doing that, he positioned himself to get that shit again, like all of those other wrestlers got. Man. Like again, I, I I always go back to 1992. We got to put the belt on somebody. Let's put it up on Bret Hart. He put in the time. He did what he needed to do while they had a bigger program in play. But then he ended up getting it back, and we look at Bret Hart a lot differently. All of those names that you said, like CM Punk, CM Punk, shit. He lost. He, and what you say, Kemp? 
You tired of seeing those? I never lost the title, people. Yeah. CM Punk is one of those people who was involved in that shit. Yeah. He never lost the title. He got punted. Yeah. <laughs> then it was Randy Orton versus Triple H for the yeah. belt. So, <laughs> so I, I get it. But that's again, that's also why. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, for me, is I'm at the point now where I want to be Ernie Ladd, and I don't want to be the person that's viewing the shit. I rather see that shit because I think we get more of an education on how these things are done, and then how we can change it. Because honestly. I don't see nobody mm-hmm. that's prepared to take us where we need to be with a lot of old school re- black wrestlers because that's what they come from. Question for you both. Do you think one of the problems that we're not talking about and we haven't even opened the, uh, I guess, the take the cover back on is black people, men and women, only wanting to be wrestlers? Like, does anybody ever get into the business like, hey, I want to be a booker or I want to be just a manager or a producer or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like we think the only position available is main eventer, title holder. And we working our way to that and that only. It doesn't seem like we're having the conversation where like, hey, you know what? You know what's other other jobs here? It's just like in radio, right? Like urban radio. I worked in a market where, yeah, it was four black owned, I mean, four black presenting stations and all the management and the salespeople and the promotions director. Everybody was right. Everybody was white. <laughs> but yet we're pushing black product. So, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's so wait, we ain't got our GM ain't, ain't a black person. The IT ain't black. <laughs> hey, the IT ain't black. <laughs> the IT ain't black. The lady in traffic was, though. Rest in peace to her, and also well, well, uh, of course, so I mean, that you're the lowest rung on the ladder. Of course, the the, the traffic lady is black, and she right. gets, she she'll get no no time off, no sleep. I'm 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 married to one that used to do that. Yeah, hey, so. You know, so there you go. You know, yeah. so I um and and the, and you raised a, uh, an amazing just aspect and point hood when you were talking about Ernie Ladd pulling Mark Henry to the side, and like yo, you got to be me, like you you got to take this and keep it moving, and I don't, I don't know how successful he is in doing that or if he's actually pursuing that like Ernie Ladd said or not. And I don't want to like get into like deep into that, but I'm really speaking to everybody that has a gripe with wrestling right now. Which one of y'all has submitted your resume for Booker or co-Booker with Tony Khan right now? Because obviously, obviously or, he want to do the job. Like, or who wants to job. be under I think the key the key phrase is who want to be under the learning tree? Who yes. wants to learn that? Like who wants to go from 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 especially with the world of podcasting out here? Because yes. that's the other thing here. If if I were to be phasing out here, mm-hmm. I'll go call Conrad Thompson. The next right. thing you know, I got a whole podcast on ad free shows. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to go to you, Hood. If I'm black, if I'm black, how come we can't go to Jonathan Hood and have something, you know, uh, his version? But no, with, with podcast, no, 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 it was. You went to I dead ass. Because no, 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 because everybody white go to Conrad. Everybody go. I told you you should be the black Conrad. I said that to you. I said you should be that. 
I said that. Are the black so Conrad. where you are the black, no, he should be. Like he should have a pod. Like him and D'Lo should have a podcast, and then mm. him, him and and Mark should have a podcast. And who else black? Like is hey, is we'll produce it. That was saying we'll produce it. Do I gotta let? Do we gotta call Orlando Jordan? <laughs> we'll Coco it. be still around. Yeah, like and, but see, oh, and I'm, and I'm, up, no, do not bring up Coco. I'm, 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 I'm like three quarters hot with y'all about that Coco thing. Y'all motherfuckers, hey. that you didn't call me about Coco, because we, I'm not, because I'm not we needed to have a conversation. We want, we didn't want to have a conversation of him before that shit. Even though I learned some shit, and we could talk about. That. I told you we go post mode on the shit. It, it ain't our fault that everybody want to be racist for the next two, for the last two weeks that we got to talk oh, about some other man. shit. You, you no, nah, that's not right. Y'all should have called me on that Coco tip, <laughs> and you didn't call me, so fuck off. All right, that's cool. We'll take that shit. But but nah, but I'm, but but I'm dead ass being honest because I when these things happen, we don't really hear about the black OG wrestlers. We don't, we Booker T might say that shit in his pod like next week, but we never hear in real time what the black wrestlers that are the OGs feel about this shit. Shit, fuck, what, what, what Jacqueline think about this shit? She's a black woman. She's been through it. And I know she probably been through it worse, shit, 10 times worse than what Big Swole dealt with. We don't. Yeah, because she didn't, yeah, because she didn't get slapped on. Memphis TV by Jerry Lawler. You ever Bingo. see that? Bingo. Yeah, so ever, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Jerry I did. Lawler, Jerry Lawler you know, slapped Jackie because you sent it to me. TV. Oh my god! Hey, slapped the shit out of my ass. So Very now nice. with but but with the invention of podcasting and wrestling, how that shit's going, you're more likely to see a retired wrestler or just a wrestler in general just say, "All right, man, the show is over. Let me go ahead and do this podcast." So I really don't know who want to go under the learning tree. That's really interesting to me. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. I want to after this conversation. Man, shit, me too. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I want to do something. Like, I want to do uh, something. I, I don't like, want to wrestle. I, I ain't like for some reason. I mean, I take. A, I've watched it. That's never been my dream. I've I never mean, wanted to wrestle. I take a bump just to say that I made sure that I went and did this and did that. Oh, I, I, I'll take a bump as a manager for sure. Yeah, I'll take and, a bump as a manager. I am, yeah. I'm not wrestling though. But that's but but when I say the diversity and everything like that, to me that's a part of it. When you yeah. got black wrestlers now that's able to do more things instead of being in the world of wrestling like all the damn time, traveling and all of that shit, all the damn time, you're gonna find few wrestlers of this day and age that's gonna end up being agents and producers and things of that nature. So shouts yeah. out to Sean Dean, Captain Sean Dean for for taking that role, but shit, who? I need to. Hey, yo, I need to. I need to get somebody my resume. Hold on, man. So I got. Yo, it, so, I got the, so I got. I got it, man. So here's the lineup, right? So on Mondays we talked to first black champ, Ron right. Simmons. Yeah, that'll be that'll be Monday's show. Yeah. Tuesday show we have a show called Jazz and Jackie. That's cool because so because we have jazz. jazz who just retired officially, by the way, Jazz. Yes, yeah, she did. And, the, mm-hmm. and then Jackie Moore. Teddy Long is on Wednesdays. Holla, holla, I got, I got Mark Henry on Thursdays, and I got Slick on Fridays. Bing. I like it. I want to sit in on – I want to have Jackie and ja- – well, no, nah, just Jazz. I want Jazz to sit on my lap just to tell her I love her. <laughs> Let's do it. I just want to do it. Sorry. 
I like hey, jazz. I've always liked jazz a lot. But I mean, but that that but but yeah, man, I think I think that's important, especially in these times. Because mm-hmm. and, and and yeah, I love wrestling and all those things, but I'm still I'm young in this shit. We need to have more OG conversations with OGs about this shit so we can know it and understand it. That clubhouse yeah. shit really the I've been thinking about this shit since the clubhouse debacles when when we were talking about some black wrestlers and they was looking at us crazy like who is that? Like fam, you don't know who Iceman King Parsons is in this bitch? How can you talk about how can you talk about how can you talk about anything black wrestling when when you grew up in a time and continue to grow up in a time where even though there's still work to be done, this is the this is the most success we've seen out of black wrestlers in a while. But what we have yet to talk about is black executives, black producers, black bookers, black agents, black anything black. Gorilla position on to the back. Yeah, I need to get on LinkedIn or something to see what this is. Matter of fact, so, before, before wait a minute, matter of fact, before you go, Hood, hmm. it was interesting to hear how involved Jason Jordan is backstage as a producer when it came out. Like he was, they said that well, I don't know if it's true or not because you know it's still dirt sheets and shit. But they were saying that how he was like the head producer. Or some shit. And it was like, wait a minute. My man fucked up his neck. We ain't seen him in a while. And you mean to tell me he backstage killing it? And he's young. Like, Jason yeah. Jordan is young as shit compared to even us. And he's backstage being an agent, being a producer. So maybe 10 years down the line, he's that person. Well, that's the hope. I, I, I would say that the structure has to be mentioned. So in WWE, in order for... I'm just going by what camp is after. Right. So um, in the WWE structure, in order to be in the company, you have to be a writer. And if you're going to be an agent, you are a former wrestler more times than not. You're a former wrestler in AEW. There are no writers, but they have coaches and they have agents. And then that'll be it. Like I can't get in the business outside of working on their dot com. Or anything like that, like a Mark Madden type, right? Mm-hmm. Like one, like a Bob Ryder type in WCW, Spinneroody, right? Spinneroody, like, like, pretty much, right? That's what I'd be doing. Um, so yeah. to your point, got you know, even though we could see something from a five thousand uh, foot view of maybe what the business could look like for the future, if you're not a writer in the WWE or a former wrestler in AEW, you don't have say. That's when the NWA, MLW, those other companies be like, okay. We have two or three agents. We also have some people that have wrestling experience that watched it and can be able to be part of our process. But as far as the big two, there's no room for people like us. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. See, that's the that's the change we're talking about. That's the diversity we need. Like that is so important because even from a black writer perspective, even the white storylines get better and resonate more with us, or we see just something different. A lot, a lot of the reason why a lot of the storylines, like like um, uh, Bang just said, nothing's new since we've been watching them. We only started watching in the eighties, so you think, and that was stuff from the sixties and seventies that was already being done, or even the fifties probably. So when you have black writers, it's not even about like. 
black wrestlers, right? We get it. We all look different. We come from different backgrounds. But if you have different writers, even writing for white wrestlers or Asian wrestlers or just coming from that perspective, you're going to get something new, even from the guys that have and men and women who have watched wrestling. So that is also the other uh, angle of how diversity will still always be an issue because now they have more black wrestlers and they know how to book and they're not booking the white wrestlers right either with the same old shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so look at it from an AEW standpoint, who's in the office It's Tony Khan. It is the young bucks. It's Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega. And, and yeah. the next closest person to that would be Mark Henry. As far as someone that's a floats, right. Floats. And he's new to the company, right? right? So he's working with some of the young talent. So he's almost like a, like I said, talks to Tony, but also a coach and someone that talks to young talent. In WWE, there's black writers in the WWE. Yeah. There's black writers, but I mean, they're way down the line, though. I mean, to bring up Jason Jordan, I think that's a positive in the right direction. I like that. Um, but there's none that are prominent uh, enough to say they're making a huge impact in altering what uh, both companies look like. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, just to wrap this up in the bow, man, like, I think we've 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 all kind of come to the conclusion that it, it sounds like to me that diversity in wrestling is more difficult than 240 characters on Twitter can get to. Um, so I, I would say for me, I I would love to hear more black voices out there other than and i think a lot of us in our pods like a show graspity and that was the first time i listened to it yesterday um shouts out the three rings the little homie chris who's probably gonna be listening this to too because he couldn't wait for this um like public um like the public enemies podcast um there are a lot of um ruthless aggression there are a lot of podcasts out that that showcase a lot of young young minds and thoughts in wrestling mm -hmm. that are cool. Um, but I think it is very important for us to start hearing from our OGs a bit more, a bit more often, because I think what we might need more than anything is a bit more education. Oh, facts. When it comes to things. I think I think that's the biggest thing right now. We need a bit more education. Because we just assume that snap of a finger, these things should happen. But what I've learned from you, Hood, today, you know, is that, one, it's barely any of us back there, which we already knew. But do we want to have certain positions but three, most importantly, shit, it ain't really that many. Hmm. It's really not that many at all. Uh, with AEW, between you and Swole, ain't no writers. WWE, I know Kaz was a writer there. And he's black, of course. 
I know it was a big controversy about the young black lady. I don't, I don't know her name. There yeah. was a big controversy about the young black lady who was hired as a writer um, from the WWE. And everybody, yeah. all the white people went nuts. And she was mm -hmm. no longer with the company. Um, I forgot it was. I forgot what wrestler she couldn't say their name right. Well, no, she she, she didn't she didn't know about the product in general. She just kind of she didn't know about the product. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She didn't know about the product in general, and she said a wrestler name wrong, and they was like, <laughs> "Oh, fuck this shit." Yeah. Um. But but you also got Hollywood people like Freddie Prince Jr., who was a writer for years for the WWE. You know. Right. Um. Crazy, right? And 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 it's not a lot of producers this back there either. And I think we need to celebrate those when. When when good things happen, because man, when 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 all of those matches went good at W at WrestleMania, we they were show celebrating Tyson Kidd. You know what I'm saying for <laughs> for producing Facts. a lot of those matches. Um, so I I think we need to know more about those things, about what goes on, and honestly, we need to know more from black wrestlers about their thought process and their minds and what they would do when it comes to these joints. And I know Mark Henry is on Busted Open, and I know when I listen to the podcast version of Busted Open, I think he does a dope-ass job at that, but I don't know nobody else who's talking that shit. Uh, I want to make sure um, that we are clear about Big Swole, because I heard the entire conversation she had about her time in uh, in AEW. She had a lot of great things to say about Tony Khan and about her yeah. experience in AEW. But she had some some issues herself that she was trying to get through because of life, right? And so, mm. um, so I I want to make sure I know people just will gravitate just to the diversity piece, and I think I mean it has to be said. That's why we're talking about it here. But she said some good things about AEW and her experience there, and how good Tony Khan was. But what she's talking about is facts. How we even though we're at a certain level as as black wrestling fans and black wrestlers there still needs to be a lot more that has to happen. And that's what her, her big point was. She just thought that there should be more that should be happening in, in AEW and across the wrestling landscape as far as black people being able to have more of an opportunity. Uh, and so, and I think for our young listeners, the first black champ, and you, you have to see, you know, Brickhouse Brown or some of these other wrestlers being in tar and feather matches. How, how there was references of Blackface and Watermelon and Coon and all this stuff on regional TV. Some of this stuff still on YouTube, by the way. So, yep. yes, we've, we've come a long way from that. There's no question about that. However, as far as just looking at an African-American wrestler, woman, man or woman, and saying, you know what, that person deserves to be able to have the opportunity to at least wrestle at the top of the card. Again, as Bang just told us, Bianca Belair is superseding the trinkets that are the WWE Women's and uh, SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships because of who she is. Now, I know for a lot of people, the championship means something. The championship doesn't mean as much to me as it did when I was a shorty. But, I, no. but, I, but, but when I see Bianca Belair, for me, Bang is correct that she, that she is superseding those championships. Whatever Charlotte's done, whatever Becky's done, when you win 12, 13 championships within, you know, in less than nine or 10 years, it's not, now it's not impressive to me. Right. It's not, it's not impressive to me. But what Bianca's doing, and I think Bang's going to be right about this, Cam, is like in four or five years, she's not even going to be in wrestling. She'll be a fucking Marvel hero. And, and, so, and Bang's right about that, right? Because yeah. of how strong she is, because she's so unique. Um, she doesn't have to be at the main event of WrestleMania to impress me. 
she's already been able to do a lot more than so many wrestlers could not do her of her ilk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, and I, I I'll state that till the cows come home. Yeah, I don't think she Max Julian died. Yeah, man. Um, Just that can you buy that? He, he died. Yeah, he he died. He died. <laughs> yeah, Max Julian died. You, and that shit was so cute. Yeah, Max Julian. Um, started Mac. Yeah, he died no, on the. Like he died on. Um, yeah, he died on on New Year's actually. Yeah, New Year's Day. Oh and, wait, no, no, and, he was born on January first, nineteen forty-five. He died on the first of this year. That's crazy yeah. on his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the crazy. Uh, now the one thing that I did not know, because you know I have to, I have to work this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I did not know is that he wrote Cleopatra Jones. Oh wow, really? I didn't know that. Damn, I, I'm educated right now too. I did not know that. Did yeah, y'all get him on? Did, did y'all get him on unsung? No, we did not. We did not. Actually, we don't. Let me shut up, cause telling producer stories. So no, uh, but nah, but um, but we didn't. But he. <laughs> oh, that's a strong <laughs> NT. That's a strong NT, and that didn't. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, it would have been nice. They would, but no, he wrote Cleopatra Jones. I didn't know that. And 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 I said on this show, like, yo, they should remake Cleopatra Jones, and who should star in Cleopatra Jones? Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair is the Pam Grier of our time. I keep saying that. Um, But I'll stick yourself. Stick yourself, Tony. Stick yourself. Stick yourself. But. When you have stars and just black people who are able to do more outside of of wrestling, especially in the world of wrestling that we are still in, it's hard for those people to stay and and become what they become backstage. So, I mean, as people get those opportunities, man, I hope that there are some who say that they love wrestling, who say that this is something that they grew up watching and they bleed wrestling all those. I wish they stick around and hopefully get positions that are able to influence. Because if not, we're going to have this conversation 10 years from now. Trey will be doing first black champ. He'll be doing doing this shit and having the same damn conversation um, at 27. Like, yo, it's still no diversity in wrestling. Only way that's going to (laughs) change... Only way that shit's gonna change is from the inside out. Somebody got to be the spook who sat by the door. Mm. Read that. So, Read that shit. So, all right, man. So before we get out of here, man, um, any guarantees, final thoughts, or since it is 2022, what? Matter of fact, for 2022, what are some of the things that you want to see this year, other than more diversity? <laughs> other than more diversity, what are some of the things we want to see? Yeah. Oh man. Well, first I want to say, guarantee is the Street Profits Hill turn is going to be pretty fire. I can't wait for it personally. It's been brewing for a couple of weeks from my perspective. That's my guarantee uh, uh, that uh, the Street the, the Street Profits will go heel, and they're going to make this tag team division a lot more interesting. Um, also, uh, I want to know if TNA is hiring. That's what I want to know. I, I stayed like I mean, twenty five right minutes the away. So yeah, right down the street. <laughs> like I want to, I want to know if TNA is hiring uh, because that that Booker uh, executive conversation made me really think. Um, also, 
my my other word, this is probably not a guarantee either. But hey, look, man, if Black wrestlers want to do podcasts, man, we can we can swap it out. We can make it we, work. We can produce we something. Look, hey, listen, I am all uh, as I as because I, I woke up at like five in the morning and worked on my resume uh, yesterday. That's what I did with my like most of my day yesterday. Um, and it is as a writer, producer, and editor. And here I'm here to produce and help produce. If black wrestlers that lived it and did it need a podcast and they are trying to get heard out here, I'll send my email address. I'll send my phone number, whatever we got to do to set something up to make something a reality, because I think more of that conversation needs to happen. Um, the, the great and the, uh, the ironic point of what bang was saying about Conrad is that, yeah, even though I don't think Conrad is racist at all. I don't think that he has an ill will or ill bone or in his body because I loved his stance on the WrestleMania 19 uh, situation with Bruce and how he didn't let him uh, tiptoe around it. He ain't let him live on that one. That shit was you know hilarious. At the same time, he ain't got a black. He ain't got a uh, podcast with a black wrestler. Period. <laughs> so, like, why not it just be us? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's got to be about us, then let let's let it be about us. Any black wrestler in the world that can see this and hear this, if you want to do a podcast, you need a producer. Holler back. I'm here. And I said holler back like it's 2002, but I'm serious. You're raise the roof, fam. Yeah, you know roof. what I'm saying? Hey, red roof. Oh, dump, 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 red roof. Oh, no, I'm not. Don't stop. Pop that pussy, brother. Yeah, okay, never mind. Let's go. You, Man, let's not you, raise you, the roof. You, you keep ahead. doing that. You go. You keep doing that. You're going to be working for WWE because that's bench shit right. there. I was back. <laughs> Well, I was wave your hands in the air. I was like, just oh, don't care. I was about to say, Oh, yeah. Hey, I dead ass was about to say, man, we keep raising the roof. Somebody's going to see this and be like, Yo, this was an interesting conversation. Oh, they just raised the roof. It's back yeah, in. Man. Hey, make sure Scorpio Sky raises the roof. Next you know week. What I'm right. <laughs> Then Scorpio yeah. Sky be looking at us like, fam, what the fuck was y'all raising the roof for? Man, just, hey, my bad. Just remember, good, good, just remember who taught there. the New Day how to dance. Remember who taught them? Vince. Vince. Yeah, Vince. Oh, yeah, Vince. What you got, oh, Hood? My hope is for 2022 is that a third promotion will be prominent on the scene. Um, and that could be that could be Game Changer. Uh, yes. Uh, that, that, that could be Game Changer. Um that could be the NWA. My hope is that a third promotion is able to get themselves in the mix. Um, I know here's where I disagree with Dave Meltzer. Meltzer has been saying for the last month that there's too much wrestling on TV. Uh, I disagree. There's too much bad wrestling on TV. Um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, so the idea that there's too much wrestling on TV and it's oversaturated the market, that's not what's happening. There's too much marginal, you know, um, uh, below average wrestling on TV, right? I ain't got time to watch 205 Live or NXT 2.0. I don't have time for that because I know it's not very good. Uh, and I and I do a podcast and I don't have time to watch it. So uh, same thing with Impact, the same thing. So, so things can change, right? And the hope is, is that whether that is, let me see now, if that is the 9 p.m. Tuesday slot, if that is the Wednesday 9 p.m. slot, if that is the 9 p.m. Thursday slot, if that is on the weekends, somebody should be able to be um, a player in this. You're not going to catch AEW and WWE right now, but there needs to be a third promotion for us to be able to watch and for fans to gravitate to. That's my hope. That's my guarantee for 2022. Mm. 
Um, my guarantee is well, my guarantee hope is that we do get Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start that just like I started the podcast. I hope that happens. Um, um, I think that Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley has has done so well that he's become underrated when it comes to us. Because we we've talked about New Day, we've talked about Big E, we've talked about Kofi. I don't think we talk about Bobby Lashley's run as much as we should have. And we don't talk as much about the run that he's currently on right now where he's still dominant. Like I told y'all, he whooped he whooped three people's ass on commercial break. <laughs> Like he he whooped three people ass on commercial break and they was like, yo, this shit happened on commercial break. And he looked even dominant last night. Mm -hmm. So like it and and I don't know what it is. I met Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is probably one of the nicest sports people that I've met. Mm -hmm. Like he was extremely nice um doing the the um doing the Bellator um stuff in St. Louis when I met him. But yeah, I think I think Bobby Lashley needs that. Um, especially with the career that he's had, he's had, um, my guarantee hope also is to see more of us end up with Rose backstage. I just talked about it a minute ago. I'll say it again. Like, I, I want to see the people, the black people who really say that they love and want to be around in the sport. I want to see those people in those roles when it's time or at least learning more about those roles so when it's time for transitioning they have that um it was interesting learning your conversation about ernie ladd and how you know the the, the learning tree conversation mm -hmm. and then just thinking about it like yo i didn't even know ernie ladd was a booker so that's me learning something right there but for him to see something in somebody to say yo you could be next up I want to see somebody take that chance to be that, to actually have, because if you're not the owner, you're the booker, and the booker has a lot of control in that company, just go look at Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes um, and others like that in WCW, NWA, and look how many title reigns Ric Flair had and Dusty Rhodes had and and any in prime positions that Dusty Rhodes put Sting in and Ric Flair made sure that he was looked at which is my last guarantee i want to see another young black wrestler take the step up on some type of card i want somebody to be the black sting not meaning face paint or anything like that but what i mean by that is class of the champions one rick flair versus sting 60 minute match a draw for the nwa world heavyweight championship that put Sting over, and that be and from there Sting became the franchise. I want to see a black wrestler get a young black wrestler get put in that type of position this year. I love Big E, I love Bobby Lashley, and I love Xavier Woods. I think he was most improved wrestler of 2021. I love all of these cats, but who's going to be the replacement of these cats, or at least get on the road? When those things happen or multiple wrestlers like that happen, that happens, then what Hood was talking about is what's going to make us happy. When we see these things on screen, that means that we see more of us in prime position to win something or do something high on the card, and then we're good. But here's to you, black wrestling fans. 
Y'all got to understand, there ain't nothing wrong with being Jake the Snake Roberts. And the reason why I say that is simple. I ain't never seen Jake the Snake with a championship. But you know, there was not a lot of wrestlers that was more over than who? Jake the Snake Roberts. Winning the championship ain't the only thing. It's about how you produce. It's how your character gets over and how you connect with the crowd. And you don't need a championship to do that. Just go talk to Jake the Snake Roberts. All right, man. So, what else we got? We good? I, I just wanted to point out how toxic the internet is, right? Because I was trying to figure out who that wrestler is that could be in that, like you said, that Sting 88, you know, uh, situation where you wrestle to a 45-minute draw, you know, and, and you're over, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going through some names, and I see, like, you know, I type in Black Wrestlers WWE, and I see <laughs> I see Jade Cargill, I see Kiera Hogan, I see Bad News uh, Brown, David Otunga, and also in this WWE African-American category, Taz. Taz. Whoa, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that, because you broke up. <laughs> so I'm looking through this WWE wrestler. Uh, you know, just I'm trying to figure out who that wrestler is, right? That one wrestler that could be able to be in that category you talked about. And I see, like, Bad News Brown, I see Kiara Hogan, I see Jade Cargill, and I see Taz. He ain't, oh, no. Uh, yes, they have Taz here right next to David Otunga and Jason Jordan as prominent African-American wrestlers. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That's on Google. Yes. Yes. That's all. I just wanted to point out that yeah. Taz apparently is black. Shout out to Brooklyn. Big up to Brooklyn. Wow. Red Hook. Let's go. So <laughs> so what does that make Hook? <laughs> um, out, action Bronson. Uh, I, imagine, see, because he ain't like white either. You know, he's <laughs> Albanian. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like the Kardashians. Like they're not white. They're not like white Americans. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rob was. Rob I, mean, was. I, I can't believe I can't believe fucking hook on a second a second match did a Sting spot or a, a Road Warrior Hawk spot. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, getting up after that, I'm like, wait a minute, it's your second match. Are you gonna yeah. be AEW champion? Hey, he's good. Hey, 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 hey! There was that video where he had the thing with Cody Rhodes, so he might be the TNT champion by his fifth match. Unbelievable! Hey, it's, it's, that's, that's what it's shaping up to be. That's what it's shaping up to be. The, 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 look, the, last, the last time we seen the guy do something like that by himself, he beat the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion at SummerSlam. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Just saying. Lord so, Jesus. hey, man, you know it. Well, look, look man. Time. Shout to our brother from obviously the same color now, according to Google Task. Um, <laughs> you and your son are doing great, man. I hope uh, yeah. the family is intact and everything as well. Um, hey, listen, man, we appreciate you guys uh, coming in and checking out the show. If you're listening yeah. and watching on Twitch or YouTube or a part of the Barber's Chair Digital uh, Network. We appreciate that, man. The likes, the comments, the shares, the uh, tags, the conversation, the banter, the questions. Winter wheat. Winter wheat. Has oh, wow, that, that's, that's cool. 
Yeah, I've never even heard of that. That's crazy. That's that morning show money. Mm, that's what it. that is. I got that's it. That, that's that morning show money. That's you know what, what that saying? is. That's that. Got the Ovi. Ovi to work with uh, and, and, and Hood work together now. That's what's up. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, with the Ovi. And um, hey, man, hey, look, we appreciate you guys. We're not going to stop mm. doing this content. Uh, hopefully, we can do one episode on Crown winter wheat because that sounds like a really good reason to man. take five shots and just start talking wrestling live unedited <laughs> and that's kind of what i want to do now i might I add it to the bucket list maybe that's the five-year anniversary uh episode we uh sit around and we uh sip crown winter wheat and i just tell you how i really feel uninterrupted i just asked the question to my cousin start the show you know what i mean damn but, i'm looking at the picture now yeah man so, hey, man, look, if you ever want to talk about wrestling in an unconventional way, you do so by checking out the first Black Champ podcast, Camp Bang, special guest that new today. And we are out.